MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. Today, the Banquet 400. The NASCAR Nextel Cup Series cars are on the track here at the Kansas Speedway, beginning the first of three pace laps before we get the green flag and start today's running of the Banquet 400. Along with Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. Today's race, 267 laps, making up 400.5 miles, the complete distance in today's race. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Cash awards for today's race, over $5 million. The Nextel Cup leader bonus is at $5,000 alone, and the MBNA mid-race leader bonus is $10,000. And, of course, Barney, the most important part of this whole deal is the fact this is the fourth round in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. Yeah, and all the guys that are in the uh, 10 for the for the run for the Cup are wondering this afternoon, will I get through this race without any problems? As we said, four drivers have already had some problems in the first three. They're coming off turn number four. They'll make about three laps around this race track before they'll put them under green this afternoon. That'll give us time to take a swing out around the turns and bring in voices who will be covering the action for us. Over in turn number two, right behind the uh, Kansas lottery sign over there, if you feel as lucky today, let's go out to Dave Moody of Barry, Vermont. All right, thank you, Barney. Good afternoon, everybody. Turns one and two here at Kansas Speedway, bank 15 degrees, and if past races here are any indication, the fast way around, at least in the early going, will be at the bottom of the banking, right on the white line that separates the apron from the racing surface. As the day goes on, though, we'll see the racing groove expand off the track, allowing cars to fan out two and maybe even three wide as they spill out onto the back straightaway. With those changing track conditions, adjustability will be the key. The team that adapts best today stands a solid chance of going to victory lane when it's all over. We'll watch it all unfold this afternoon from our vantage point, high outside turn number two. In yesterday's NASCAR Bush Series race here at Kansas Speedway, off turn two is where a couple of guys really showed their courage, pulling all the way up to the outside line, trying to pass. A couple of times, it got three and nearly four wide, racing down that long back straightaway. To follow some of that exciting action this afternoon from Wilmington, Delaware, is Mike Bagley. Thanks, Joe. Good afternoon, everyone. Position on the billboard, high atop turn number three three and this track's a very fast racetrack get the good runoff turn two and really put the pedal to the metal and open the throttle wide open but by the time you get off the end of the back straightaway that's where the handling of the chassis takes over as the quest in the early going is to find that bottom lane get your car all the way down to the inside of the racetrack but as Dave mentioned as the race goes on the lane gets higher and the driver that can find that magical line through the corners will be the one to beat here this afternoon high atop of billboard in turn three I'll cover all the action in turns three and four this afternoon field should be getting the one-to-go signal when they come back to the start-finish line. We hope you enjoy today's pre-race activities. STP reminds you the same fuel that powered the jet flying over today's race is found in every bottle of STP. STP fuel additives are made with jet fuel to help you get the most out of your car. Got a full house here this afternoon, ready to watch the action unfold in the Banquet 400 here at the Kansas Speedway, fourth race that they will run on this racetrack. Today's broadcast of the Banquet 400 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Kansas Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Field is now getting the one-to-go signal as they cross the start-finish line. Let's take one final sweep down the pit lane and see what some of our reporters are saying about cars at their particular end of pit road. First, down towards turn one, Winston Kelly. Let's talk to Tommy Baldwin, the crew chief on Casey Kane's car. The guys in the garage area and the Las Vegas odds makers have you guys as the odds-on favorite today. Do you share those thoughts, Tommy? 
Well, I mean, you know, 42 other cars out there today, and you never know what they dreamed up last night, try to make their cars better. And, uh, you know, we, we got something for them today. I think this uh, Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge is real good uh, all day yesterday and Friday, and we just uh, made a couple small changes for today, and hopefully everything will work out. A lot of times you can tell in the guy's eyes and his smile if he's looking forward to today's race. Tommy Baldwin has that look with a grin on his face. They believe, they believe they're going to be one of the guys to beat this afternoon. How about in the mix session, Adam? Well, if you're a casual fan of NASCAR, you have to think about Ryan Newman this afternoon. Three Kansas Speedway starts, one win, and two second-place finishes. His average finish at Kansas, 1.6. He starts seventh today, and being seventh in the points, a good run this afternoon could get him right where he needs to be with six races to go in the chase for the next Hell Cup. Danielle? Adam, Del Jarrett's best finish here at Kansas Speedway was the 30th, and that was a couple of years ago. Tonight, he, today, he's starts ninth. His crew chief, Mike Ford, you guys seem to think you've got a really good car this weekend. Can you take it to victory lane? Yeah, there's a lot between here and there. We've uh, we've got a good race car, Dale's favorite race car here. Uh, we feel like we uh, learned some things on Friday and we were in race during Friday before qualifying, still managed to qualify top 10. So we know we've got a strong race car and that enabled us to try some things with the UPS Taurus yesterday that we wouldn't normally try. And and uh, hopefully we've got a good package on it. We're getting ready to see. Coming off back-to-back top five finishes, that's uh, Mike Ford, Dale Jarrett's crew chief. Here comes the field working off turn four. The Ford Pace car is on the pit lane. And for the call, for the start of the banquet 400, here's Barney Hall. 267 laps about to unfold here at the Kansas Speedway. Green flag is in the air, and Joe Nemechek takes him to turn one. Casey Kane, Jeremy Mayfield, and Jimmy Johnson jockey with him for the lead spot over to two. Joe Nemechek slides up the inside lane. He'll take the lead. Now the two Evernham teammates will battle for second. Side by side for second, Jeremy Mayfield down low, Casey Kane topside, Jimmy Johnson waiting for a lane to open up. Here's Mayfield getting the advantage into turn three, he'll get second, and Kane leaves the lane open in turn four. Come back around to start finish and see the caution flag waving because Sterling Marlin has a problem. His car off the pace, rolling on the apron in turn one. Running very slowly, Joe, down on the inside, it looks like the lights are out under the hood of the Coors Light Dodge. A tough start to the afternoon for Sterling Marlin, who's going to need some assistance to get back to pit road. Sterling started in 28th here this afternoon and did not come up to speed, Barney, when they dropped the green flag, tried to get it rolling, and now it's just barely coasting over into turn number one. As the caution flag is out, Joe Nemechek leads after lap one. Sterling Marlin had a problem at the start of the banquet 400 this afternoon. That problem lies on the racetrack in front of Dave Moody. It does indeed, Joe, or at least half of it. Half a drive shaft out of the Coors Light Dodge lies at our feet. Safety crews out to attend to that. Sterling Marlin's got a big problem early. That causes our first caution as Joe Nemechek hangs on to the top spot at the completion of lap two. Jeremy Mayfield is second. Casey Kane third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. And Greg Biffle fifth. From Kansas Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Napa! Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. 
Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad. Rubber-coated hardware for a better fit and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Field is getting the one-to-go signal here. Minus Sterling Marlin again losing his drive shaft at the start of the banquet 400. They've taken his car back behind the wall. Rest of the field gets ready to go again here at lap number three. It is Joe Nemechek after starting on the pole, getting a really good jump, Barney. When the green flag dropped, he pulled away from everybody. Yeah, he's pretty good on restarts. He was yesterday in the bush race. One car did uh, gain a position. Jeremy Mayfield has slid up right behind him, dropping Casey Kane, who started second, back to third. Run you back through the top ten the way they'll restart. Not many changes in the front ten. Joe Nemechek is, is the leader. Jeremy Mayfield second. Casey Kane's third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. Greg Biffle fifth. Bobby Labonte sixth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. seventh. Ryan Newman eighth. Jamie McMurray ninth. And Ricky Rudd make up the top ten. Awful lot of guys want to get to victory lane here this weekend. Joey's made the comment that 12 cup drivers have won races this year, but 12 from 43 leaves, what, 31 drivers that have yet to visit victory lane. And for every race we're winding down, will be six to go after today. The pressure just builds and builds, and that may cause these guys to take a little more chances than they normally would. There's nine drivers who've made all 29 Nextel Cup races have failed to even score a top-five finish this year, and uh, two drivers who failed to even make it into the top ten so far in the 2004 season. And again, we're getting down to the final seven races, so everyone's uh, wanting to turn up a wick a little bit and uh, at least polish off the season with a good finish for the guys in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. Of course, a lot more is on the line. Here we go back into action at Kansas Speedway. Green flag is waving again. Joe Nemechek's got the U.S. Army Chevy pulling away once again from Jeremy Mayfield. Gets a couple of car links out in front of him. A little bit further back, Bobby Labonte under attack. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s on the move. And that's the battle for the number six position. Jr. takes a quick peek to the outside lane, then ducks back in line. The top ten now single file. Nose to tail onto the back straightaway. First driver out of line is Brendan Gaughan trying to make the pass on Scott Riggs at the entrance to three. Here comes Gaughan charging hard down low. Fender out in front. Gaughan will get the position in turn four. Yeah, if you're in that bottom groove, that's where you need to be. Here's the battle for the lead at the start-finish line. It is Jeremy Mayfield diving underneath Joe Nemechek. They're still side-by-side going to turn one. Mayfield's got that advantageous low line, but Joe Nemechek keeps it wound up tight in the outside lane. Advantage down low. Get the lead off turn and he'll pull away by two car lengths, make it three car lengths. At the end of the back straightaway now as Nemechek settles in in the second spot. Casey Kane rides third, Jimmy Johnson fourth, and Greg Biffle in fifth. Jimmy Johnson looked momentarily for a shot at making a move underneath Casey Kane. Saw he was not going to be able to do it. He'll fall back in line across the start-finish line in single file. Let's go to Danielle Fry in the garage. Well, Joe, we've caught up with Sterling Marlin. Sterling, good news is... We found your drive shaft out there on the ra- racetrack. Bad news, you're already back here in the garage. Any idea what happened? Well, something was weird going up back straightaway, coming to the green, and, you know, radio to the crew and said, something ain't right. And uh, it's one of them deals you think it'll get better. <laughs> and uh, went to take the green, still in second gear, and it just exploded. Uh, the yoke broke off the rear end housing, I mean, a chunk, and uh, dry shaft flew out, and 
just a mess. Just hate it for everybody on the Coors Light team. This is a, a big Coors Light market out here, and we're just wanting want to run good, and uh, just crazy stuff keeps happening. Well, the Dodge sits back here in the garage on Jack stands, but uh, that's Sterling Marlin. They're hoping to get the car fixed so he can get back out there. Not been a good year overall for Sterling Marlin and his team. Let's pick up a battle for second place going to turn three. Joe Nemechek has it. Casey Kane wants it. Looks low. Now looks to the top side of the racetrack. He's got a fender up alongside Nemechek in turn four. Meanwhile, on the back straightaway problems for Rusty Wallace apparently off the pace. Let's pick that up in turn three. Rusty Wallace has been shoveled to the high lane of the racetrack. Refalling to the field. Now trying to be passed by Ken Schrader off the corner. Nearly scraped the wall coming off turn number two, Barney. He checked up momentarily. Did lose a handful of positions, but looks like now he's back up to speed. The leader is Jeremy Mayfield by nearly a full second. They're now bunching up from second on back, though, in turn three. Casey Kane's got two car lengths over Joe Nemechek, but as Nemechek looks back, he sees a fast-closing Jimmy Johnson and Greg Biffle. A big breakaway at the front of the field, however, for the leader for the moment as he crosses the line and goes back into one. Jeremy Mayfield's pulled away some 15 or 20 car lengths. Again, the scramble's going to be for fourth place. It goes to one. And it's Greg Biffle on the move. He dials up the inside lane, drives underneath Jimmy Johnson. He'll take over the fourth spot. Johnson back to fifth. Then Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jamie McMurray, side by side. Ryan Newman going down low on Bobby Labonte. And now they're going to stack them three wide. Ricky Rudd had thoughts of diving down low, gets back in line behind Newman. And it's still Newman and Labonte. Bonnie wheel-to-wheel with four cars stacked up behind them. Battling there for the eighth position. Bobby Labonte would love to get back down a little bit lower on the racetrack. Before he can do it, though, here's Ricky Rudd dropping down underneath Ryan Newman. He gets by Newman, and Rudd goes after Bobby Labonte. Ford and Chevrolet side-by-side side looking for position. Rudd gets a little bit sideways in the low groove. Labonte trying to capitalize. They remain wheel-to-wheel to the back straightaway. They are racing for the eighth position. Rudd and Labonte are. Got Ryan Newman waiting in the wings, and also a side-by-side battle behind Newman. Two teammates, Elliott Sattler up high, Dale Jarrett down low with Brendan gone and Jeff Burton there too. That's the hottest place on the racetrack right now. Is back from eighth place on back. In fact, there's seven cars locked up in that scramble. Bobby Levani finally breaks out of it and takes over eighth position. Ricky falls back to ninth, and Ryan Newman now trying to move up as they go over to turn two. Newman's in the number 10 position, followed there by Elliott Sattler and Brendan gone. Here's Ricky Rudd to the bottom again. Can't get it done on Bobby Levani. Took a look to the inside, had no momentum, falls in line and follows Labonte off the end of the back straightaway. Dale Jarrett losing one spot to Brendan Gaughan. He's losing another to Jeff Burton. And on the back bumper now is Matt Kenseth trying to take that spot away. Kurt Busch picking up a lot of spots. He started back in the 22nd position, and Kurt's already moved up to the 16th spot. Jeff Gordon started in 30th. He's now running in 25th. Jeremy Mayfield leads at lap 12. Second caution flag of the day, waving here at Kansas Speedway, this time for Carl Edwards, who's had a very long week here close to his hometown. Carl crashed a car during the practice session here on Friday afternoon and now has spun coming off turn four. Single car incident. Barney checking the next Hell Cup vision. It appears that he just kind of lost it coming off turn four. Yeah, the car just kind of took off. It lost traction coming off the corner, spun down the front straightaway. Didn't appear to make any contact with anybody else, so it was, will at least be a single car incident in the early going. Unfortunately, it's put us under a yellow flag for the second time this afternoon. It came out at lap 15. As they get ready to hit pit road, I assume quite a few of them might. Jeremy Mayfield, Casey Kane, Joe Nemechek, Greg Biffle, and Jimmy Johnson are the top five. We look up into turn four, and we see some cars peeling down to the bottom of the racetrack. And here they come. Let's... Just about everybody comes down. Jeremy Mayfield, the one who does not come down the pit lane, though, is Casey Kane. He will stay on the racetrack. Everybody else comes in to make a stop here at lap number 16. Let's go first to Danielle Fry. Jeremy Mayfield's in and out. Must have either been two tires 
or just fuel only Dale Jerickson, so is Jamie McMurray. Fuel only for Matt Kenseth. Robbie Gordon is in, Michael Waltrip. All of these guys coming in, either taking just two tires or fuel only. Now up to Winston. Jeff Gordon's going to pull his Chevrolet into pit road just in front of him. Tony Stewart, Joe Nemechek, the pole sitter. Many of the guys just getting fuel only. Rusty Wallace, very loose. So they're going to change four tires and make a chassis adjustment. A couple of tires, no, four tires for Bobby Labonte. Loose entering and off and tight in the middle. Casey Kane deciding they're going to stay on the racetrack. Just a little bit tight in, but getting better all the while. Now to Adam. Various schools of thought on the midsection of pit road. Some guys we know that got fuel only. The Ryan Newman machine. Fuel only for Jimmy Johnson, Elliot Sadler, and Ricky Rudd in that same category. Also on pit road, points leader Kurt Busch came down. Dale Jr. was in. Greg Biffle made a stop. And the machine that caused the caution, Carl Edwards, came in. Four tires, fuel, and a chassis adjustment for his Ford. Apparently, Jeff Gordon will have to come back down the pit lane. They left a wrench in the back window where they were adjusting the wedge on the car. And so a problem on pit road is going to cause Jeff Gordon even more trouble. He got off to a bad start today, starting back in 30th after a poor qualifying effort here on Friday afternoon. And now more problems. Luckily, it's early in the running of the Banquet 400. Casey Kane, again, stayed on the racetrack. And, Barney, it looked like he kind of got snookered there. When everybody else came down the pit lane, there was a little bit of faking going on, and he faked the wrong way. Yeah, there was about three or four cars that came down to the apron of the racetrack like they were going to pit, and then they started back out on the track. And by the time Casey had passed the entrance to pit road, it was too late to get in there. So uh, right now he is showing as the leader. A few other cars stayed on the racetrack. Brad Teague stayed out there, so he is going to be showing in second place. Jeremy Mayfield beat everybody off pit road that did pit. So he is third. Jimmy Johnson is fourth. Fifth right now is Elliott Sadler. Both the Everham Dodgers have been running very well here in the early stages. They qualified well for the race, second and third, as a matter of fact. Team owner Ray Everham nearly had both of his drivers in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup this year. Rookie contender Casey Kane just missed the cut after the race at Richmond last month. Everham attributes a lot of his team's success with the equipment they've used throughout the year as we go on the inside track with Team Valvoline. Brought to you by Valvoline. Racing is how they make their product better. They're not just on the car, they're in it. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Craftsman in your hand, up to stop me, yeah! Now the chair, quick to stand, only the ninja prepare. Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do! Make your lawn, make your jaws, boy, that kitchen net on. Craftsman in your hand, up to stop me, yeah! From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Larson brings his Chevy four tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. 
At Kansas Speedway again, we're under the caution flag for the second time this afternoon. This one coming out when Carl Edwards spun coming off turn number four. We're getting ready to go back under the green flag, though, with Casey Kane leading the way. Again, he was one of the few cars that did not come down the pit lane. On the restart, however, Scott Wimmer is on pit road. We'll cover that stop in a moment. First, the leaders race off to turn one. Casey Kane and his teammate Jeremy Mayfield in the rearview mirror. Run one and two. Jimmy Johnson rides in third. Elliot Sadler and Ryan Newman. Everybody single file. Now Mayfield will make a bid for the lead on the inside. Side by side, midway down the back straightaway. Here comes Jeremy Mayfield charging hard to the inside lane. Fender up alongside Casey Kane. Now he'll grab the lead this time through three and four. Definitely the quick way around the Kansas Speedway and the early going is at the bottom of the speedway. It's a brand new change at the front of the field right now. Jeremy Mayfield has grabbed the lead. Casey falls back to second. Jimmy Johnson had thoughts of maybe trying to take second place away. They go to two. Side by side battle now for the number six position. Joe Nemechek on the move. Goes to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll drive under Ricky Rudd. Now here's Jimmy Johnson looking for Dodge and Chevy are side-by-side now with the Chevy of Jimmy Johnson wound up to the inside lane. He'll get a fender out his front. Casey Kane trying to run him hard, but not having any success in doing so through the corner. Early in the race, all the grip on the racetrack is down on the inside lane, and that shows big time for Jimmy Johnson as he powers by Casey Kane and grabs the second spot. A little bit further back, Ricky Rudd and Greg Biffle have a good race going on. That's for seventh in turn one. A little bit of smoke off the rear of the Mack Kansas machine as he hits the banking of turn number one. Onto the back straightaway, single file. The leaders come to the entrance of the corner. Again, focusing in on the Ricky Rudd battle. That is the race for the seventh position with uh, the Greg Biffle car right behind him. Single file, they'll come out of the corner. Not much racing right there for the second as they decide, hey, let's stay tucked in line. Don't let the leader get too far away. Joe told you a moment ago, Scott Wimmer brought the Caterpillar car to pit road. Let's see if we can get a quick update there. Car left rear tire cut down under caution. Untimely pit stop for Scott Wimmer. Got the tire, left side tires changed. Returned to the racetrack. Pick up the field now as they race down the back straightaway and head to turn three. Jeremy Mayfield is the leader. Four car lengths in hand over Jimmy Johnson. Casey Kane going to the top of the racetrack. He's trying to make the outside lane work early. Jimmy Johnson took that spot away. Casey Kane would like to get it back. That's a scramble for second place. Can't do it this time here in the front stretch as they go single file back to turn number one. That's the way they run all the way back right now. Dale Jarrett is a man door to door trying to grab a position away from Michael Waltrip in turn one. Jarrett's got that inside lane. He'll go to the bottom of the Put the left side tires on the apron. Takes the spot away. The door is open now for Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch making the move down to the inside of the racetrack. He and Michael Walter race wheel to wheel. While Tony Stewart behind them waits for a lane to open up. Busch grabs the spot on Walter. Now here comes Tony Stewart down on the inside. Serious tire rub from Matt Kenseth. That's the problem that Dave Moody was referring to on the DeWalt Power Tools Ford. Sterling Marlin has returned to the racetrack although he is 23 laps down. Race for second is in turn two. Casey Kane on the attack again, working the back bumper of Jimmy Johnson. Can't find room off turn two. Traffic stacking up from second on back. Five cars, nose to tail. Jimmy Johnson, Casey Kane. Johnson goes to the high side of the racetrack. Now Kane's going to swap lanes and make the move down low. Jimmy Johnson makes it work, though, in that high lane and will hold off again one more time. Casey Kane. Ryan Newman's the man on the move right now. He's in that mix trying to pick up third place as they go back to turns one and two. He's pushed his Dodge up to the number four position, and he's not done yet. He'll climb the banking, look to the outside on Casey Kane. Can't find room to work as Kane falls back in line behind Jimmy Johnson. Casey Kane's going to have to do some defensive driving now. Ryan Newman is on the back bumper and looking for room to race. Again, Johnson up the racetrack. Casey Kane, Ryan Newman occupy the lane down low. Suddenly it's a three-way battle for the second spot as they come pouring off turn number four. Again, Jimmy Johnson has second. 
which is a full second behind race leader Jeremy Mayfield. Casey Kane's right behind him and Ryan Newman's in the mix as well. Kane running a little bit higher on the racetrack right now. Ryan Newman hugging the bottom, puts the nose of the all-tail dodge to work. Can't find room underneath Kane. All sorts out into single file formation to the back straightaway as Jimmy Johnson, his rearview mirror full of Casey Kane and Ryan Newman. Again, Johnson up the racetrack. Kane slides up as well and Ryan Newman right on Kane's back bumper. Everybody just trying to find a groove that works right now and not lose any positions. Make sure if you can't gain one, don't lose anything as they work back into turn number 127. Laps are on the board. Jeremy Mayfield continues to lead. Let's drop a little further back in the field where Tony Stewart is showing an 18th position. That's been a good tussle there with Michael Walter, Kevin Harvick, Terry Labonte, and Bobby Labonte. They go to two. Tony Stewart got very sideways coming off turn two last time. Made the save and now is pulled away from Michael Walter by three carlings. Behind Walter, if you've got Kevin Harvick, Terry Labonte there going at it. Harvick using the outside lane to make the pass on Terry Labonte with his brother Bobby right on his tire tracks. Rick Biffle has picked up a position. He got by pole sitter Joe Nemechek a lap ago, and Biffle now moves himself back up to the sixth spot. Jeremy Mayfield shows the way, continues to pull away by just over a second over the second-place machine of Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy cannot shake Casey Kane. He rides in third. Ryan Newman is fourth, and Elliott Sandler is fifth. Greg Biffle, as we told you, has picked up the sixth spot. Joe Nemechek has now fallen to seventh. Ricky Rudd has moved up to eighth. Jamie McMurray is ninth and tenth is Brendan gone. Let's take you further back in the field here. Casey Mears has picked up a lot of ground. He's now 11th. Mark Martin is 12th. Jeff Burton is 13th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. back in 14th. And Kurt Busch is 15th. 16th is Dale Jarrett. Matt Kenseth is 17th. Tony Stewart's 18th. Michael Waltrip 19th. And Kevin Harvick runs in 20th. 21st is Terry Labonte. 22nd is Bobby Labonte. Robbie Gordon's 23rd. Shane Meal 24th. And Jimmy Spencer 25th. Run you back through the rest of the field. Kyle Busch is 26th. Rusty Wallace has fallen back to 27th. Ward Burton is 28th. Jeff Gordon's 29th. 30th is Carl Edwards. 31st, Bobby Hamilton Jr. 32nd, Scott Riggs. 33rd is Todd Bonine. 34th is Brian Vickers. 35th, Ken Schrader. 36th, Kyle Petty. Brad Teague is 37th. Hermie Sadler's 38th. Scott Wimmer's 39th. He made that unscheduled pit stop here a moment ago. That's the reason he's dropped back there. And 40th is Jeff Green. Larry Gunselman's car is in the garage, shown in 41st. Sterling Marlin spent some time back there replacing a drive shaft. He's come back onto the track, and he is 42nd. And 43rd, Kirk Shelmerdine, who is also in the garage. Talk about a team that has come alive here in the last few races. Jeremy Mayfield and his group really have. He leads right now by a full second and a half over Casey Kane. The battle's for second place in turn three. Casey Kane got it one lap ago by using the outside lane to make the pass around Jimmy Johnson. Now Johnson under fire even more off the corner. Here they come now off turn number four. Back to start finish. Ryan Newman looks to the inside for a chance to squeeze by Jimmy Johnson. Pulls up alongside. That fight is on in turn one. Ryan Newman on the inside. Jimmy Johnson on the outside. Greg Biff looking for scraps right behind them. Thinks for a moment about going three wide. Newman slips up. Here comes Biffle on the attack. They'll change lanes off turn two. Try a run down to the inside of Ryan Newman. Can't get it done on the back straightaway. But at the head of that pack, Jimmy Johnson again slides up the racetrack. Dangles the carrot. Ryan Newman trying to take it. Biffle goes lower in turn four. They're racing just as hard as they can and, and trying to keep the leader inside. He has almost a half a straightaway on that battle for third place on back right now as it continues to shape up over in turn two. The battle continues to be for the number three position. Jimmy Johnson for the moment has got some breathing room, but Ryan Newman and Greg Biffle continue to go at it. Biffle with another bid to the low line. But can't close the deal off turn two. 
has the run, but has to now fall back in line behind Ryan Newman. So for now, Jimmy Johnson is in third. A car length and a half, maybe two over Ryan Newman. The save back to Greg Biffle, and then Elliott Sadler closes in. Jeremy Mayfield now has a second and a half lead. However, there's a piece of debris of some sort, possibly a tear-off from one of the windshields on the front grill of his car. Let's see if Dave Moody can pick it up in turn one. Absolutely can, Joe, and I think you may have nailed it. It looks like a piece of clear plastic, one of the windshield tear-offs that they put over the windshield to allow them to tear them off during a pit stop and restore the driver's vision. That's blocking a lot of air going into the front of the Jeremy Mayfield Dodge. Let's check down on his pit and see if they're deciding what they might need to do. Well, Barney, I checked with uh, Crew Chief Kenny Francis. They are concerned, but not too concerned right now. The temps on Jeremy Mayfield's uh, underneath the hood are going up a little bit, but not too much to cause a great concern. They're hoping they can get behind some lap traffic and try and suck that piece of uh, debris off the front grill so that grill opening will be open and uh, allow cooler air to enter the car. At least he's out in front there all by himself and not boxed in, say, in a heavy pack of traffic where it would, the heat would go up in a hurry, not only in the oil temperature, but also in the water. Let's jump back to that battle for third place. Here it comes off turn number four one more time. There's been three and four cars locked up in that one for the last few laps around. Jimmy Johnson has it. Ryan Newman has tried to get around him a couple of times. Man on the move now, Greg Biffle. Biffle once again testing the waters to the inside. This time he gets a good run down low. He'll complete the pass on Ryan Newman as they exit turn number two. Matter of fact, he'll pull away by a car length maybe two and set sail for Jimmy Johnson. This is the race for the third position off the end of the back straightaway. Johnson skates up the racetrack. Biffle has his Ford glued down low. They're side by side for third. Biffle pulling up, trying to challenge there, but Jimmy Johnson swings around down in front of him. Once they come off turn number four, we'll hold him off yet again. Those two are moving away from Ryan Newman, who's now fallen back to fifth. Elliott Sadler's closing in on him. Sadler trying to make that a four-man race. Here's Biffle again, looking for another spot. He'll test the waters on the inside of Jimmy Johnson. Not going to be able to get it done. Falls back in line, follows Johnson off the end of the back stretch. Ryan Newman, Elliott Sadler making this a four-man fight for position. And here goes Biffle again, trying to squeeze his way down to the inside of Johnson. Greg's car's working a little bit. He can make that cut down toward the inside in the turns, but it's not enough this time to grab the position away from Jimmy Johnson. He's got a lot of horsepower in that machine, but he's going to have to get a clear run at him to get around. They go back over to turn two. Jimmy Johnson, a car length up on Greg Biffle, but running a good two grooves higher on the racetrack. Biffle taking the short way around. We'll look low again off to. Obviously, Johnson's car better in the outside lane. Greg Biffle's comparable down low. See how they sort it out with lap traffic. Kyle Petty's lap car directly ahead. Going to force Johnson up the racetrack. Biffle takes a wider line as well off the corner. They come now racing off turn four. They hold their positions. As Mike Bagley described, the slower car of Kyle Petty forcing all three to go single file and take the outside line. Jeremy Mayfield leads by a second and a half over Casey Kane at lap number 43. Hey, wherever you may be this coming Tuesday night, make sure and tune in to MRN Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern for NASCAR Live with Eli Gold. This week's show originates live from Tom Johnson Camping Center in Concord, North Carolina, right across from the Speedway. Eli's special guests will include Bobby and Terry Labonte. So come by and be a part of the audience at Tom Johnson's Camping Center on Speedway Boulevard in Concord, North Carolina. It's a full hour of live talk, and it isn't a show without you. Don't miss it. NASCAR Live with Eli Gold, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern on many of these MRN radio stations. Back at Kansas Speedway, we've completed 49 laps of the 267 in today's Banquet 400. And so far, there's been three lead changes among three drivers. Joe Nemechek started on the Bud Pole here this afternoon. Jeremy Mayfield took over at lap number five. Casey Kane stayed on the racetrack when everyone else pitted at lap 17. He took over then. 
and Mayfield chased him down quickly, took over the top spot again at lap number 20. That was 30 laps ago, and now he enjoys a two-second lead over Casey. Yeah, we're coming up on, well, actually 50 laps have just been completed, and the leader, Jeremy Mayfield, to give you an idea how quick he's running, he's about to catch the tail end of the field, and he's going to start lapping cars, and I mean within four or five laps, he's going to catch four or five and start putting cars already a lap down. Having a pretty good race there for about five or six laps and still not that bad back at eighth place, actually seventh. Joe Nemechek has it. Ricky Rudd is there. Jamie McMurray has been in that pack, and so has Mark Martin. And Kurt Busch has moved up quite a bit in the early going here. He started way back in about 22nd position. He's currently shown up in 11th. Ricky Rudd doing a good job. He started in the 12th position here this afternoon, has worked his way up to 7th, right now trying to hang on to it off turn two. Joe Nemechek looking to the outside, can't find room to race. Jamie McMurray there, Mark Martin and Kurt Busch. Five cars all stacked up, four behind Ricky Rudd. First of those out of line is Joe Nemechek. He's going to take a look at the high side of the racetrack. Jamie McMurray looks topside as well off turn four. And Ryan Newman thought he had the move made just a minute ago on Jimmy Johnson. As they came through three and four, they ran up on one of the lap cars out there, and he had to really check up. And now he has lost almost everything he had. He's got about 15 or 20 car lengths to make up over in turn two. And he loses a spot to Elliot Sadler as well, who's right up on his back bumper looking for some daylight on the back straightaway. Ryan Newman has been trying so hard to get around Jimmy Johnson for about the last 20 laps or so. Almost had the move made, lost a whole lot of real estate. And now Ryan has fallen back into the clutches of Elliot Sadler. Sadler is there trying to make the move off turn two, but it looks like uh, Ryan has pulled away by a couple of car lengths for now. A little bit further back, that battle we talked about with uh, Ricky Rudd. He hangs on to seventh with Jamie McMurray back in the eighth spot. Joe Nemechek has fallen to ninth, and Kurt Busch now rides in tenth. Let's take a sweep through the pits. Brought to you by Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR. We'll start with Winston Kelly. Uh, let's talk about some of the guys going to the front and going to the back. Joe Nemechek, who started up front, dropped back about six positions. Car still just a little bit loose for his liking. Bobby Labonte started fifth, dropped all the way back to 23rd. Tights the word from the interstate batteries crew. Casey Kane, who started second, currently rides there. He didn't come down pit road. He should pit in another six or seven laps. He's still just a little bit tied in. Guys who started back in the back. Rusty Wallace started 36 up to 22nd, even though his car has been very loose. Jeff Gordon started 30th, worked his way up to 24th, but still extremely loose, not liking how his car's running. And Tony Stewart started 24th. He's made up seven positions to 17th. He, too, very loose. So these guys looking for this next round of pit stops and make some chassis adjustments. To the midsection and Adam Alexander. When drivers came down pit road at lap 17, Winston, there were various schools of thought on the midsection of pit road. Kurt Busch, the next Nextel Cup points leader, came down the pit lane, got four tires, topped off the fuel tank, made a chassis adjustment. He restarted 23rd and has made his way to 11th, so he obviously is a man on the move. His teammate, Greg Biffle, got two tires, restarted ninth. He's up to the third position, so four tires and two tires, obviously beneficial for those two guys. Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman came down, took fuel only, and it's been somewhat of a status quo run for them since the restart. Johnson currently fourth. Ryan Newman rides in the fifth condition. Both those drivers reporting tight conditions on their race cars. Danielle? Well, the leader, Jeremy Mayfield, we reported a, a problem earlier, maybe, that there was a piece of debris on the front grill of Jeremy Mayfield's Dodge. Crew Chief Kenny Francis said that if the paper stays right there and doesn't go up any farther, then they are in good shape. He, he on that first stop, only took fuel only. He said the car is good. They had no adjustments at all. Jamie McMurray started today's race in the 10th position. He started up to the 8th position. The Joplin Missouri uh, native took on right side tires only. No changes. Said the car is pretty good. 
He got a, a top 10 finish in his first Nextel Cup start in this event last year at Kansas Speedway. And his Ganassi uh, teammate, Casey Mears, is having a pretty decent run. He started in the 21st position, currently moved up to the thir 13th position. He, too, took on right side tires only. He was a little loose to begin the run, but then he tightened up very, uh, very a lot, actually, and then uh, took a track bar and made an air pressure adjustment only. Here's Casey Kane coming off the banking to make his stop, as Winston Kelly reported a few moments ago. Remember, he did not come in when everybody else made their stops back at lap number 16. Now he's on pit road at lap number 58. Back down to Winston. And Casey Kane, one pit stall away. Now he comes to the attention of his crew. They go to work on the right side of the machine. He's been just a little bit tight in. They're going to take four tires, and they're going to make a quick track bar adjustment with and around to the left side of the Dodge on lap number 59. The crew putting the left side tires on. Second can of Sunoco fuel in. 14.47 seconds to stop for Casey Kane. As we said, as Joe told you, he is, his pit stop a little bit out of sequence with everybody else when uh, they came out on the came on the pit road in that early caution, and he stayed on the racetrack. We're at lap 59. Jeremy Mayfield leads. Greg Biffle is second. Jimmy Johnson third. Ryan Newman's fourth. And Elliot Sadler is fifth. Take you back through the top ten real quick. Ricky Rudd is sixth. Jamie McMurray seventh. Mark Martin eighth. Kurt Busch ninth. And Joe Nemechek is tenth. Hey, how would you like to experience what it's like to be a Valvoline racing team owner for a day? Enter for a chance to win a trip for two to the Ford 400 NASCAR Nextel Cup Series championship race at Homestead Miami Speedway. Visit the Valvoline Owner for a Day area on MRNRadio.com for all the details. Valvoline, they're not just on the car, they're in it. No purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Promotion ends October 25th. Greg Biffle becomes the fourth different driver to lead the Banquet 400 here this afternoon. In just the first 65 laps, he took over the top spot from Jeremy Mayfield at lap number 63 and already has pulled out to a eight-tenths of a second lead over Mayfield. Ryan Newman runs in third. Elliott Sadler is fourth. And Jimmy Johnson has dropped back to fifth. Ricky Rudd's up to sixth. Mark Martin is seventh. Jamie McMurray is eighth. Kurt Busch is ninth. And Casey Mears is tenth. Rest of the top 20 here at lap 66 include Joe Nemechek. He's fallen to 11th. Tony Stewart's up to 12th. Dale Jarrett's 13th. Brendan Gaughan is 14th. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. runs in 15th. 16th is Jeff Burton. Matt Kins at the 17th. Michael Waltrip 18th. Rusty Wallace is 19th, and Kevin Harvick runs in 20th. Let's take you a little bit further back. Jeff Gordon's 21st, Terry Labonte's 22nd, Bobby Labonte is 23rd, Carl Edwards shows in 24th position, and 25th is Kyle Busch, Bobby Hamilton Jr. is 26th, Robbie Gordon's 27th, Shane Meal is 28th, Jimmy Spencer 29th, and Scott Riggs is 30th. Brian Vickers is back there in 31st position, Ken Schrader's 32nd, Ward Burton's 33rd, and Casey Kane, remember he made the pit stop out of sequence with everybody else, made his stop a minute ago, and he has fallen back to 34th position. Scott Wimmer is 35th, 36th is Jeff Green, Kyle Petty's 37th, Todd Bodine's being posted in 38th, although he is showing in the garage right now. Sterling Marlin brought his car out on the racetrack after spending several laps behind the wall, re replacing a drive shaft, shows 39th. Hermie Sadler's out of the event in 40th. Also out in 41st is Stanton Barrett. Larry Gunselman is in the garage, posted 42nd. And Kirk Shelmerdine is 43rd. That's the way they run at lap 68. Joe, I'm just sitting here wondering how in the world Jeremy Mayfield lost a second and a half. He was almost a second and six-tenths ahead of the field, and all of a sudden Greg Biffle ran him down and took the lead. There was some traffic he had to deal with. I know for a while he was racing along with a couple of lap cars that were stacked up double wide in front of him, and that allowed Greg to chase him down, but I don't think that was all of it. Maybe he just used that car up there in that long run when he pulled out to a two-second lead. Checking the standings of the chase for the next Tell Cup right now. Kurt Busch still leads Dale Earnhardt Jr. as of this moment by 32 points. 
some movers in the top ten right now include Mark Martin, who's picked up a a position. He's up to the third spot now. Jeff Gordon has dropped to the fourth position as of this moment. Ryan Newman's picked up two spots. He's fifth. Elliot Sadler is sixth. Jimmy Johnson has picked up a spot or two. He's up to seventh. Tony Stewart has fallen to the eighth spot. Matt Kenseth is ninth, and Jeremy Mayfield is tenth. There are 225 points among the top ten as of this moment. There were 267 among the top 10 coming into today's race. And some of the drivers this weekend in the garage barn have been talking about maybe some changes they may approach NASCAR on for next year in this chase for the Nextel Cup. One of the ideas was to have sort of a race within a race to where, okay, if the highest finishing guy in the chase, say, finished in seventh, he would be the winner. So only those guys would contend with their own set of numbers. Jeremy Mayfield was talking about that change and maybe some changes as far as what tracks we go to. Let's say it was a dream world and I was uh, Mike Helton right now and I can say I can just make changes, do whatever I want to do. I'd probably put the top ten in their own points race, you know, where like if something happened to myself or, or Tony myself at uh, Loudon, we wouldn't be that far behind right now. I'd keep things tighter than what it is. Uh, and that way it wouldn't matter really what happened. You, you're kind of racing your own your own guys that are in the top ten. And um, that would be the first thing I'd done. And then I'd be like, Dayton and Talladega, I just – for sure, and Martinsville, and let's see, what else, Loudon. I'd move a lot of them around me. <laughs> I think I'd have Kansas, Chicago, Darlington. I didn't bring Rockingham back for Rockingham. Um, California, Charlotte. Let me see, what else is, yeah, I like Phoenix. I like Homestead. What's the other one? Rich, oh, for sure, Richmond. I'd run two Richmonds, and that'd be 10 right there. <laughs> Jeremy Mayfield talking about some changes he would make in the format for the chase for the NASCAR Next Hell Cup. Michael Waltrip just made a stop. Let's cover that. He came down on lap 71, four tires in fuel for Michael Waltrip, and the end before him was Kyle Busch for four tires and a, a chassis adjustment on his machine. Greg Biffle still leads the way, and he leads now by 3.6 seconds over Jeremy Mayfield at lap 73. Green flag pit stops underway on pit road. Let's go down to Adam Alexander. And the leader was in. Greg Biffle came in, four tires and fuel. Slight chassis adjustment to kind of help a slight uh, tight condition on his race car. He's been pretty good throughout the afternoon. He is down and away. Jimmy Johnson, Carl Edwards in at lap 73, and Bobby Hamilton Jr. came in at lap 72. Daniel Fry. Jeremy Mayfield was in on lap 74. Joe, four tires and two cans of Sunoco fuel. Also in Jamie McMurray four tires and fuel. Mark Martin's just now coming down pit road on lap 76. It's going to be four tires and fuel for him as well. Four cars in front of Winston Kelly. Rusty Wallace lap 74, 14.9 seconds of track bar adjustment. He's very loose. Just this past lap, Brian Vickers came in. His car's a little bit tight, so they made a chassis adjustment there. Four tires and fuel on the butt pole center. Joe Nemechek just completed a four-tire stop. The AOL Chevy of Jeff Burton comes down pit road. His machine hasn't been handling to his liking either. Just a little bit loose, but it's getting better. They make a wedge adjustment. Scott Wimmer completes service on his machine. Four tires and fuel there. Ryan Newman is bringing his car onto pit road. Also in right now is Kevin Harvick. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is coming onto pit road. Let's cover more of the stops. Danielle? Van Kins is now pulling in on lap 77, working on the right side, putting the right side tires on. First can of Sunoco fuel going in, also making another stop. Up ahead is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Like you said, it's going to be four tires, two cans of fuel for, for uh, Matt Kenseth. Now up to Adam. 
Well, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. having some problems gutting on the pit lane. The Budweiser Chevrolet just got four tires and fuel, but when he was coming onto pit road, Ward Burton spun, did a 360 entering the pit lane. Ward has complained of a problem with his brakes. He slowed up to avoid getting on the infield grass, and when he did that, Jr. had to nearly stop his race car getting onto pit road, so a problem there for Jr. and an extended stop for Ward Burton, who's having brake problems. From Kansas Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Casey, or rather, uh, Kurt Busch had taken over the lead here at Kansas Speedway, but now he's made his stop. Let's cover that. They stayed out to lead a lap, got the five bonus points, brought it down pit road, four tires fuel, a slight chassis adjustment, and he is returned to the racetrack. So uh, the scoreboard shows right now Casey Kane as the leader at lap number 80, Greg Biffle second, Kurt Busch third. I think that's going to change, though, because Kurt just made a stop here a moment ago, and Jeremy Mayfield should move back up toward the front of the field along with Casey Mears, Ryan Newman, Mark Martin, and Ricky Rudd. Now, these stops are right on schedule. They're coming under green flag conditions. Casey Kane was one of the few drivers that was out of pitting sequence with everybody else there for a while at lap 81. Now we recycle and Casey Kane is the leader. Greg Biffle is second. Jeremy Mayfield is third. Casey Mears is fourth. Ryan Newman is fifth. Mark Martin is sixth. Ricky Rudd is seventh. Tony Stewart is eighth. Elliot Sadler ninth and Jimmy Johnson tenth. That is after the latest round of pit stops. Jamie McMurray is eleventh. Dale Jarrett's twelfth. Joe Nemechek's thirteenth. Kurt Busch is fourteenth. And Jeff Burton is now 15th. Michael Waltrip is 16th. Rusty Wallace, 17th. Earnhardt Jr. is 18th. 19th is going to be Carl Edwards. And 20th is Jeff Gordon. 21st to Brendan Gaughan. 22nd, Matt Kenseth. Kevin Harvick's 23rd. Bobby Labonte is 24th. And Terry Labonte make up the top 25. Robbie Gordon shown in 26th with Bobby Hamilton Jr. 27th. Brian Vickers 28th. And Scott Riggs in 29th. Shane Meal runs 30th. Ken Schrader is in 31st with Scott Wimmer 32nd. Jimmy, Spen- uh, Jimmy Spencer is 33rd. You got uh, Kyle Busch in 34th now, Jeff Green 35th, and Kyle Petty 36th. Ward Burton still sits on pit road after his entrance that uh, Adam Alexander told us about. He's shown in 37th. Todd Bodine is 38th. Sterling Marlin about 41 laps down. He's 39th. Out of the race are the cars of Hermie Sadler, Stanton Barrett, Larry Gunselman, and Kirk Shelmerdine. Let's go back to Adam and cover that situation. It was a close call there for Dale Earnhardt Jr., And again, uh, still problems lingering for Ward Burton. Problem with the right front brake line, Joe. This occurred earlier in the race. Ward had radioed in, said he felt like there was a problem with the brakes, and obviously it came to fruition when he tried to get onto pit road. He actually rode completely through his pit stall. They had to run two or three stalls down. Crew members did push him back into the pits. The hood is up now on the Net Zero Chevrolet trying to repair that right front brake line. And as Ward sits idle on the pit lane, he's going several laps down to the leaders. Ricky Rudd has the best scramble on the speedway right now. He's just exiting turn number two. Ricky has sixth place. Tony Stewart's there. Mark Martin is there. And Elliot Sadler is there also as a head for three. Been one of the best battles on the racetrack, Barney. Ricky Rudd trying to hold off the advances of Tony Stewart. Those two drivers have four car lengths over Mark Martin and Elliot Sadler. Racing there for the sixth position. Ricky Rudd brings that forward up off the corner. And Tony Stewart just can follow him for now. Doesn't quite have the power to pull up and make the pass. Right behind them, another Ford going at it. A couple of them, as a matter of fact, Mark Martin there trying to hold on to eighth while Elliott Sadler is knocking on the door. We're at lap 85 of 267. Casey Kane leads at Kansas Speedway. Today's broadcast of the Banquet 400 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by the Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. By Ray Bestos, the best in brakes, certified for your safety. By Coca-Cola, let's make it real. And by Labor Ready, the nation's leader in temporary labor. 
Welcome back to Kansas Speedway this afternoon where the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series is running the Banquet 400. We've had nine lead changes among seven drivers. Right now, Casey Kane is out in front by a second and a half. Along with Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. Dave Moody and Mike Bagley are in the turns this afternoon on pit road for MRN. Winston Kelly, Adam Alexander, and Danielle Fry. Two caution flags have waved so far on lap number one when Sterling Marlin lost a drive shaft. He made the repairs in the garage. They brought the car back out. He's some 40 laps down. Also, our second caution came at lap 16 when Carl Edwards spun coming off turn four onto this front straightaway. It's Paul's now 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Partly cloudy skies this afternoon, kind of cool temperatures. A very nice day for racing on the cool side indeed. Much different than what we've seen earlier in the weekend here as the NASCAR Bush Series ran here at Kansas Speedway. Yesterday afternoon, Joe Nemechek got the win in the Mr. Goodsense 300 over Greg Biffle, David Stremme, Ashton Lewis, and Ron Hornaday. Martin Truex Jr. leads the championship point standings in the NASCAR Bush Series, now by 149 over Kyle Busch as the series skips next week before moving on. Actually, no, the next week they do move on to Lowe's Motor Speedway in Charlotte, North Carolina for their next race on the schedule. A tight championship point battle going on there in the NASCAR Bush Series. Let's talk a little bit about some scrambling going on on this racetrack right now. At, at uh, 93 laps, Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, and Jamie McMurray. At one time, they'll be real close together, and then they'll make a lap around the racetrack, and they will separate a little bit. For the moment, Dale Jarrett leads that pack of traffic back into turn number one. And Dave Moody, it looks like some of those guys having trouble keeping it down to the bottom of the speedway. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson in particular, Barney, has had a tough time keeping his Chevrolet down on the white line. DJ has made a way past him underneath, and now Kurt Busch is moving in. Dale Jarrett got the 10th position away from Jimmy Johnson. Johnson in 11th, Kurt Busch in 12th, Jamie McMurray in 13th. And they're all taking different lines to the corners here. Here they come pouring off turn four, and indeed, Jimmy Johnson looks one way. Right behind him, Kurt Busch looks another as Dale Jarrett maintains a spot about five car lengths out in front of that pack. This is from 10th on back, back up in turn one. DJ with about a three-car length advantage over Jimmy Johnson. Three more back to Kurt Busch. Johnson running about two lanes higher on the racetrack, but so far able to keep Busch in the rear view. See what lane offerings these drivers will choose this time as they exit the back straightaway. Dale Jarrett aims for the bottom. Johnson goes about two and a half crews up, and Kurt Busch is a half groove off the bottom. So again, drivers taking different lines through turns three and four. The attrition rate has sent several cars to the garage area. Todd Bodine is out of the event. Hermie Sadler has parked his car for the day. Stanton Barrett is out. So is Larry Gunselman and Kirk Shelmerdine are all in the garage. Now, Sterling Marlin lost a drive shaft early in the event here this afternoon. He spent several laps in the garage, but he is back on the racetrack right now, showing in 38th position. A lot of cars after this round of green flag pit stops kind of got way everybody spread out around this racetrack, trying to make up some ground and get back up there inside the top 10. Jamie McMurray, we talked about still scrambling. Joe Nemechek, who's starting on the bud pole here this afternoon. Joe's up to 14th. He's picked off a couple of spots since they made their last pit stop. Jeff Burton is back there in 15th. Earnhardt Jr. hasn't made up a lot of ground. Neither has Rusty Wallace or Michael Waltrip. And we are now at lap number 97. Dale Jr. is not making up a whole lot of ground here this afternoon, coming off a win last week at uh, Tattledega Super Speedway, and, of course, losing the championship point standings. Uh, after that, for the language that was used on pit road, a lot's been said about that this week. And uh, we talked to Dale Jr. about that, in, in, uh, that particular incident, and he said he kind of understands both sides of the situation but really didn't particularly like the way the penalty was handed out. Yeah, well, I understand it. Um it's offensive, and um, it was a mistake. It wasn't on, It wasn't anything that I had intentionally planned to say. Uh, I just think the punishment was a little more severe than the crime. Um, that's only my opinion, though. You know, it's not. Uh, I don't think what I 
what I believe is always correct. Obviously, if uh, if that was the case, I'd have never found myself in this situation before. But just kind of feel like I I feel a little bit thrown under the bus, and and now I'm getting drug out, and everybody wants to know how I feel about it. And I just don't, you know, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's really hard to. Um, it's hard to have a one-sided opinion on it because, uh, yeah, number one, it's it's not correct, you know, it's not it's not right to do it, but uh, I feel a little bit like, you know, the point thing is what bothers me the most, just taking the points away. I feel like taking points off the school board is, is, is very tough to deal with and hard to understand. Probably that's, that's the only part that I have a problem with it is just trying to understand where uh, you can take points off the school board after after how hard we worked all day, we earned every one of them, you know. Of course, they have appealed the decision. We talked to Tony Stewart. He agreed with Dale Jr. I think what happened last week is highly blown way out of proportion. I think we're starting to to nitpick and scrutinize way too much in this series. I mean, since when does something that somebody says have an effect on winning the championship? When should it have that effect? I mean, I think the fellow competitor that I spent a lot of time with this week's probably said it best from the time that car goes through tech to the time the checkered flag drops, any time in that period where anything that happens can affect how the race was run, that's when points should be taken away, not something that happens before that period, not anything that happens after that period. Last time I checked, we had freedom of speech, correct? Since when has that changed now? So I didn't know the Constitution changed between the last couple weeks. And since when does what somebody says having, you know, what he said didn't cheat anybody on the racetrack. It didn't have any effect on how the race was run, but it can directly have an effect on millions of dollars and how their sponsors had to handle this now and the pressure it's put on their team. I think it's been totally unfair to him and his race team what has been assessed to him. And, you know, it's like where is this process going to stop? Tony Stewart, his opinions on that fine handed down to Dale Jr. last week at Talladega. Well, Joe, there's there's probably a dozen schools of thought on that. The precedent had been set by NASCAR way early in the season. The drivers had been told that this would happen if they did uh, indeed use inappropriate language. Uh, I guess, as they say, you know, everybody has a different opinion. Currently, Casey Kane is the leader here at Kansas Speedway at lap 103 of 267. Greg Biffle is two seconds behind him. Jeremy Mayfield is third. Casey Mears fourth. Ryan Newman now rides in fifth. Casey Kane still leads Greg Biffle. The margin now as he crosses the start-finish line has shrunk somewhat. Biffle's closing in to now a half second, the margin between first and second. Jeremy Mayfield is third. Casey Mears fourth. Ryan Newman is fifth. Ricky Rudd is now in sixth. Actually, Elliott Sadler moves up and takes sixth. Mark Martin is seventh, and Rudd falls to eighth. Dale Jarrett is ninth, and Jimmy Johnson is 10th. 11th is Tony Stewart, 12th is Kurt Busch, Jamie McMurray is 13th, Joe Nemechek 14th, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in 15th, Jeff Burton is 16th, Brendan gone 17th, Michael Waltrip 18th, Jeff Gordon 19th, Rusty Wallace runs in 20th. It's been a pretty clean race so far, Barney. Yeah, except for those two caution flags that we had earlier. We had a caution come out on the first lap when Sterling Marlin's car stalled on the racetrack due to the fact that he lost the drive shaft in the car. And then the second caution came out at lap 15 when Carl Edwards spun coming out of turn number four here in the front straightaway. But other than that, this race has remained under green flag conditions. So uh, hopefully it will stay that way. But says the Banquet 400 here this afternoon at the Kansas Speedway and ConAgra Foods, the parent company of Banquet, uh, is uh, Chris Kircher, the Vice President in Corporate uh, Communications of uh, ConAgra Foods. Good to have you with us this afternoon. What a beautiful day for racing here at Kansas Speedway. Thank you very much. 
Thank you very much, Joe. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this is your guys' second year of uh, involvement here at Kansas Speedway, right? It is. It's our second year, and it's a great way to reach uh, NASCAR fans who are loyal to the sport and loyal to banquet products as well, so we really enjoy it. You guys have been around racing a while other than this. Several years ago, I think Travis Carter, uh, you were involved with a race team, if memory serves me right. That's right. Our our affiliation with NASCAR goes back to the uh, 1980s. In fact, uh, we sponsored Terry Labonte um, when he was Rookie of the Year. Yeah, we used to sneak up on that truck because they had all kinds of the banquet products on there, like the chicken pot pies and different things like that. If you wanted something to eat, that's where you went. Well, it's the product we think everyone likes, and uh, we sure appreciate uh, everyone's support out here at the race. It's a great event. A lot of new companies have come into NASCAR racing and found its popularity to be beneficial to their product distribution and sales over the years. But, again, you guys have been in this for a long time. How has the growth been over the years? Does it continue to climb like the popularity of the sport does? It really does, and even uh, as, the, as the sport continues to grow, you get a lot, of, um, uh, a lot of housewives and their kids and families coming to these events, and that's exactly what this product banquet's all about. So it's a great way to uh, get to the consumers who, who love our product. Chris, thanks a lot for your involvement here at Kansas Speedway with us here at the Motor Racing Network, and glad to have you with us again this year at Kansas Speedway. Thanks so much for having me. Chris Kircher with uh, Con Agra Foods, again, the parent company for Banquet, the sponsor of today's Banquet 400 here at Kansas Speedway. Greg Biffle continues to lead here at lap 113. Casey Kane is second. Jeremy Mayfield is third. And there's an interval of about six-tenths of a second between Casey Kane and Greg Biffle. It's even further back to Jeremy Mayfield as the field has really gotten strung out here right now. Jeremy is third, but he is four seconds behind leader Greg Biffle. Casey Mears is up in fourth place, and Casey is eight seconds behind, and Ryan Newman back in fifth. He is nine seconds behind, so they'll have plenty of time to catch up. We still have 154 laps left, but for the moment, Greg Biffle has clear sailing of about uh, nine-tenths of a second. We're back at the Kansas Speedway. No change in the front five. It is still Greg Biffle, Casey Kane, Jeremy Mayfield, Ryan Newman, and Casey Mears. Mark Martin's been trying to reel in and get up there, but he's still some 13 seconds behind the leader. Elliot Sadler's running fairly close to him. Dale Jarrett back in eighth place is also in that mix of cars, along with Ricky Rudd and Tony Stewart. They've all been having a pretty good tussle for positions six, seven, and eight here in the last uh, at least the last 10 laps around. Jeff Gordon not having that great a day so far, and a guy who's won here twice before. Jeff is currently shown in the 19th position. has not been much closer to that than the, to the front here today. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. off that win last week at Talladega currently runs back in the 15th position. Currently they're showing 21 cars on the lead lap. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will select the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award. The driver who experiences the best break during today's race will see a $500 donation awarded to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries on his behalf. Ray Bestest Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR. Casey Kane is on pit road. Let's watch him head down to his pit and cover the stop. He goes out last in on lap 59. Comes in on lap number 120. Cards still just a tick tight. They're going to make a wedge adjustment around and a half. Now they come around to the left side of the machine. The car stalls out. Casey Kane trying to get it refired. He does that while the car is jacked up on the left side, so it's not going to cost him any time. 14.2 seconds to stop for the Dodge team. And the question that's being asked and has been all year long on Casey Kane is when in the world is he going to win a race? I think he's finished second five times and several other top 
top five finishes. He's run good over half the season, been right up in the top five, but he just can't seem to put it together to get to victory lane. But uh, as they say, if you keep running that good every week sooner or later, nothing else, the law of gravity is going to give you a win. <laughs> Eventually it's just got to happen. So Greg Biffle takes over the top spot here at lap 120 after Casey Kane comes down and makes his pit stop. Jeremy Mayfield moves up to second. He's four seconds back with Ryan Newman third, Casey Mears fourth, and Mark Martin fifth. Let's get a mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. There's been 10 lead changes among seven drivers so far today. We've had caution flags wave only two times in the first 122 laps. First one came out on lap one when Sterling Marlin lost the drive shaft, and then at lap 16 with Carl Edwards and a one-car incident coming off turn four spun here as he headed down towards the start-finish line. Out of the race are the cars of Kyle Petty, Todd Bodine, Hermie Sadler is out, also Stanton Barrett, Larry Gunselman, and Kirk Shelmerdine. And right now, 20 cars are shown on the lead lap. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 80 drivers. You can log on to MBNA.com or when you come to a NASCAR event, stop by one of the familiar green MBNA booths and receive a free gift just for applying. It's been a strange season in Nextel Cup racing for a lot of teams. A lot of drivers, as we said, there have been a dozen drivers that have gone to victory lane, but there's been 31 who have not been to victory lane. In fact, some of the best teams in the business have been in a slump in the last 10 races, kind of looking back through statistics this morning. Michael Waltrip has only had one top 10 in the last 10 races. Rusty Wallace has had two top 10s in the last 17. And Joe Nemechek, let's see, Joe's had two top 10s in 11 races. Sterling Marlin's only had three in the last 15 Bobby Labonte's only had one top 10 in the last 13 races. Robbie Gordon's only had three top 10s in his 17 races. And Jeff Burton's had two top 10s in his last 15. And these are good teams. It's not for lack of work. It's not for lack of, of talent on the team and everything else. Winston Kelly, you're down there every week watching these guys down on pit road. And so is Adam and Danielle. These, guys, every, these teams that we just talked about there, they haven't been to victory lane. They've been in a slump more or less this year. But it's not because of lack of effort and everything else. It's just it's so tough to win a race in this business, Winston. I'll tell you what, a lot of it has to do with momentum, it seems like. As far as effort, I believe if you went up and down pit road for the 43 teams that are here, the effort would be essentially the same for all of the teams. It's getting all the right things in line, and momentum has so much to do with it. You know, you think about a guy like Bobby Labonte, who had a good first part of the season, and things just kind of slumped off for him. He hasn't been to victory lane. Dale Jarrett, you mentioned of late, has been running extremely well, still waiting to go to victory lane. Same thing could be said for Jeremy Mayfield last year and the first part of this year. They got on a roll just before the chase for the championship got underway, started running up front, got the victory, running second today. So momentum seems to have just a whole lot more to do with it than the effort that they're putting on in the garage area and on the racetrack. Greg Biffle, the race leader, now by four full seconds over Jeremy Mayfield. We're seeing some more cars come down the pit lane, not uh, leaders. Kyle Busch is on the pit road. Also, uh, another car coming in, Carl Edwards. We'll make a stop here at lap 120. Back at Kansas Speedway, green flag pit stops underway. Jeremy Mayfield on the pit lane. Ryan Newman has taken over the top spot. Let's cover some of the stops. First to Winston Kelly. Well, Rusty Wallace came down pit road on lap 129, changed four tires and fuel, and Barney talking about the momentum and guys that just can't get a break. One of the right side windows that keeps the aerodynamics flowing around the car flew out of Rusty Wallace's car, fell off when he was leaving pit road. Man, just absolutely can't get a break. Jeremy Mayfield, who was leading, pitted in front of Danielle Fry. He came down on lap 131, Winston. He asked for just a slight air pressure adjustment.
Desmond didn't want the guys to over-adjust because he really likes the way the car is handling. Those four tires and fuel for him. Michael Waltrip also came down on lap 131, as did Casey Mears. These two guys taking four tires and fuel. Matt Kenseth just now making a stop on lap 134. A chassis adjustment on the DeWalt Ford. It's going to be four tires and two cans of Sunoco fuel. Martin Martin is now pulling into his pits on lap 134. He's a little bit on the loose side when uh, I asked Pat Trice and his crew chief how the car was handling. They're going to make a slight air pressure adjustment on his car. And I believe Ricky Rudd made a stop in front of Adam. Lap 133 for Ricky Rudd. Four tires and fuel. No major adjustments. He's been satisfied with his race car. Jimmy Johnson's got the lowest Chevrolet in right now. Going to be four tires, fuel, and a chassis adjustment. Lap 130. Greg Biffle gave up the lead. He came down pit road, four tires, fuel. They did make a chassis adjustment. Bobby Hamilton Jr. in at lap 131. And at lap 127, Carl Edwards brought his Ford down the pit lane. Pit sign now out for Kurt Busch, the points leader, and the man who's running right behind him in the next Hell Cup Series, Dale Earnhardt Jr., both bringing their cars to the pit lane right now. Busch making a stop. Four or five stalls in front of Junior. Got the wrench going in the right rear window. It's going to make a chassis adjustment on the Kurt Busch machine. Been a very quiet afternoon on the radio for Dale Junior. Right side tires on both cars. Second can of fuel going in. Left side tires on for Busch. He's away. They wipe off the grill for Dale Junior. And that bright, wet Budweiser Chevrolet racing back down the pit lane. That's going to move Ryan Newman up into the lead. Dale Jarrett up to second. Elliot Sadler to third. Tony Stewart to fourth. And Joe Nemechek fifth. Now, these are green flag pit stops. They're schedule stops. And we're having a car spin out up there on pit road, Joe. Yeah, it looks like uh, Shane Meal comes off the racetrack up in turn number four. Very similar move to what Ward Burton did earlier. Spins it around, pulls in in front of Danielle Fry. Well, Joe, he just came in just a little too hot trying to exit off a of turn four down on pit road. Just a rookie mistake, I guess. Into the pit stall, chassis adjustment, right side tires are on. Moving over to the left side, second can of Sunoco fuel going in. It's going to be a little bit of an extended stay here on pit road for Shane Mill. Yeah, it almost looked like there he came in a little bit hot and said, you know, trying to woe it down and probably locked it up and looped it around, but it, it played out in his favor in one sense because then after the spin, he just simply drove into his pit. Yep, here comes the leader. Ryan Newman comes off the banking at lap 137. Tony Stewart will come down the pit lane with Ryan Newman to get service on their cars. That should turn the lead over to Dale Jarrett. Ryan Newman slows down the pit road speed at 35 miles per hour and heads down to Adam Alexander. Ryan Newman, a safe bet at Kansas, a win and two runner up finishes in three starts at this mile and a half racetrack. Going to make a chassis adjustment. Wrenches in both the right and left rear of the race car. Right side tires are on. Left side tires going on. Second can of fuel is in. Great stop for Ryan Newman in the Altel Dodge. And the pole sitter Joe Nemechek stopping in front of Winston Kelly. And he pulls in just in front of Tony Stewart. Stewart still very loose. Car crew making a chassis adjustment. Finishes the service. 15.06 seconds. The word from the U.S. Army team wearing out the left front tire more than they need to. So they're changing, changing all four tires, making a slight chassis adjustment and an air pressure adjustment on his machine. The pit board out to the AOL Chevy and Jeff Burton. Burton making his way down pit road. Still just a little bit loose for his liking. Elliot Sadler's on pit road. Jeff Burton is on pit road. Also, it looks like Brendan Gaughan is in, and here comes Jeff Gordon back in. Let's go back down to Winston. And Gaughan's crew going to work on the right side of his car. has been a little bit tight. 
very, very loose, the word from Jeff Gordon's crew. They're going to make another wedge adjustment on the right side of the car. It was a track bar adjustment last time. They've already changed the right side tires, wheel around to the left. As Brendan gone and Jeff Burton pull away, Jeff Gordon's crew completing work on the DuPont Chevy. He pulls away. More cars coming in. The leader, Dale Jarrett, is in. There's debris on the racetrack. So the caution flag is coming in. Mar- or coming out, that is. Mark Martin is back on pit road. He was just in a few laps ago. As we told you, Dale Jarrett also came down the pit lane to make a stop here just as the caution flag waves for the third time this afternoon at lap 140. Today's broadcast of the Banquet 400 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR, by Team Valvoline. Racing is how they make their products better. They're not just on the car. They're in it. By Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. And by Alltel, we do wireless the way you do wireless. Alltel, you got that right. Under the caution flag here at Kansas Speedway. Again, the caution coming out because of a piece of debris on the racing surface. Apparently, it was a brake rotor from Kyle Busch's car. Let's go down to Danielle Fry because it cost Mark Martin a lot. It sure did. It's going to be costly for Mark Martin because he actually ran over what he said was the brake rotor from Kyle Busch's car. Completely shredded, shredded both of the right side tires on the Viagra Ford. He came down just as... NASCAR displayed the caution, so uh, thus losing a lap for Mark Martin, so a little bit costly. He was having a solid top five run here at the Kansas Speedway. Casey Kane will make his stop. He'll give up the lead to make his stop here at lap 143. Let's cover it. Well, Barn, a little bit off sequence. He's been coming in earlier than other guys. Last in on lap 120, crew chief Tommy Baldwin said we're going to lose some track position, but we'll make it up later. Got to keep adjusting on the car. As good as his teammate is, and the machine of Greg Biffle. He pulls away. They changed four tires, a track bar adjustment, still just a little bit tight. Joe Nemechek brings his car on pit road. They're going to make another wedge adjustment on his machine. More cars in front of Adam. Well, Terry Labonte did not come down on that cycle of green flag pit stop, so the Kellogg Chevrolet comes down under caution at lap 143, four tires and fuel for him. His teammate Jimmy Johnson, who has fought a tight condition throughout the afternoon, has the low Chevrolet back on pit road, four tires, fuel, and a chassis adjustment there. And also coming back in, Ricky Rudd, four tires, fuel, and the same for Kurt Busch. Danielle? Jamie McMurray was the only one on the tail end of the pit road section. Adam, to uh, come back down on pit road. He came in on lap 135. He came back down just a few minutes ago on lap 143. Four tires and fuel, a slight chassis adjustment, pulled the windshield uh, tear sheet off, and uh, he is down and away. That was a tough break for Mark Martin. He was having a very good day, and of course we've talked a lot about uh, how his uh, career has improved here this year since he won at Dover in the spring this year. It seems like every week, you know, Mark's been a force to deal with. Of course, got himself into the chase for the Nextel Cup by uh, getting up there in the top ten after the race at Richmond, and he's uh, been a contender practically every weekend, and uh, this week having a very good run, unfortunately getting in uh, some trouble here, getting uh, a cut tire after running over that piece of uh, brake rotor out there, and He's a lap down, but of course has 123 laps to go, so plenty of time to try to make up some of that lost ground. Got some more cars coming down the pit lane. Most of these cars not on the lead lap, but this covers some of the stops. Let's go down first to Winston Kelly. Brian Vickers, one of those. We mentioned Rusty Wallace having to make the extra stop when one of the right side windows came out. The plexiglass fell off, so he had to come back down pit road. Further up, uh, Ken Trader in, changing four tires and fuel, making a chassis adjustment there. Sterling Marlin, who had problems earlier on, on uh, before he even came to the green flag, gets service, as does Jeff Green. 
handful of other cars in front of Adam Alexander. Bobby Hamilton Jr. back down the pit lane. Carl Edwards pitting just in front of him, each getting four tires and fuel. Not been a great afternoon for Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the Budweiser Chevrolet. Last time he came down, lap 135. A lap down here, so they come down at 144, four tires, fuel, and they also make a chassis adjustment. This is going to jumble up the standings as far as how they're running on the racetrack, and we'll set the field for you in a moment. We're back at the Kansas Speedway. We are still under caution, and it shouldn't be but too many more laps. They're cleaning up up in three and four where we had the problem a moment ago when uh, Kyle Busch apparently dropped some debris on the racetrack up there. That is the reason for the yellow flag is debris on the speedway. We are at lap 146. Jeremy Mayfield is the leader. Greg Biffle is second. Casey Mears is third. Dale Jarrett is fourth. And Ryan Newman is fifth. And we'll set the rest of the field for you in a moment. Right now, let's go downstairs. Well, Kyle Busch had made his uh, regularly scheduled pit stop on lap 127. Just a few laps later, you had some problems. What happened, Kyle? <laughs> you just you run a race so hard, and, you know, you're, you're in the Nextel Cup Series, and you're on the edge all the time, but, you know, I was over the edge the whole race and just trying to hang on to it and trying to do fast lap times there. We were running the best possible times we had all been, had been all day, and, you know, I just couldn't hang on to it anymore. I got loose, and I thought I had it, but uh, it overcorrected just like yesterday. You know, you run these stiff, stiff rear springs in the back and the soft ones in the front. It, uh, it wants to turn better to the right than it does to the left. Those are the thoughts of Kyle Busch as he uh, exits the race a little bit early today. And his teammate Jimmy Johnson made an extra stop. Adam? Well, Jimmy Johnson, not a lot of track position, Joe, and they haven't been totally satisfied with what the race car is doing. They ended up coming down under the caution flag just eight laps after they had been under green, changed four tires and fuel, and then they dove in the window net to see what might be wrong with the race car. Not exactly sure what they were working on, but we will follow up and report back in moments. Cleanup efforts continue all the way from turn four, cleared down through the front straightaway, and also over in one and two. NASCAR taking this opportunity to pick up all the loose debris and loose rubber and things out there. They've got the jet dryers and the blowers on the speedway to clean it up right here in the front stretch right now. So it will be a few more laps before we will go back to green. Scott Wimmer peels off the racetrack up in turn number four, and the Caterpillar car will come back in for a pit stop. Let's take you back through the rest of the running order. Again, Jeremy Mayfield is the leader. Greg Biffle is second. Casey Mears is third. Dale Jarrett is fourth. Ryan Newman is fifth. And Tony Stewart, sixth. Elliot Sadler is seventh. Casey Kane is eighth. Ninth is Joe Nemechek. Tenth is Ricky Rudd. Eleventh is Kurt Busch. In twelfth right now, that is Jamie McMurray. Thirteenth will be Terry Labonte. And fourteenth is Jimmy Johnson. Fifteenth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. And these cars are on the tail end of the lead lap. Michael Waltrip, Jeff Burton, and Brendan Gaughan. Jeff Gordon is shown in nineteenth right now. Twentieth is Matt Kenseth. Bobby Labonte is 21st, Mark Martin 22nd, Scott Wimmer 23rd, Kevin Harvick 24th, and Carl Edwards is 25th. Brian Vickers 26th, Bobby Hamilton Jr. is 27th, Robbie Gordon 28th, Jimmy Spencer 29th, Rusty Wallace is 30th, Ken Schrader is shown in 31st, Shane Meal 32nd, Scott Riggs is 33rd, Jeff Green 34th, Kyle Busch out of the race has heard from him, he's shown 35th, Ward Burton is in a number of laps down 36th, as is Sterling Marlin in 37th. Other cars out of the race include Kyle Petty, Todd Bodine, Hermie Sadler, Stanton Barrett, Larry Gunselman, and Kurt Shelmerdine under the caution flag with 120 laps to go. Now let's get a NASCAR performance tip brought to you by Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. Hey, this is Master Technician Mark Salem, your personal crew chief from NASCAR Performance with a Beat Car Care Aware tip of the week. Okay, we're rolling with Joe Gibbs for Wix Filters. Joe, uh, why does your team use Wix? Basically, these crew chiefs think it is the best filter to run. We have to perform well. It's a performance-based deal for us. That's really what it's all about. Hey, I use Wix. 
Joe, I want to be a driver. What do I have to do? <laughs> no, Joe, uh, seriously. Actually, I'm probably not the guy that talks that much to the team. I mean, uh, well, hey, it was worth a shot. Wix, the number one filter in NASCAR. Nothing makes me think about using bad words more than when I find an oil leak on an engine I just worked on. But then that was then, and 25 years later, I've learned my lesson. I only use top-quality name-brand gasket. So if you think all gaskets are alike, try this. Go to a couple auto parts stores, ask them to see a variety of gaskets. After seeing four or five gasket sets, I promise you will now understand that there's as many levels of quality in gaskets as there are styles of tennis shoes. The good news is cheap, ugly, and weak cost almost as much as good, sturdy, and great. So pick top quality gaskets or simply plan on doing the job again soon. Being car care aware is not only good for the life of your car, it saves you money. For more information or to find a NASCAR Performance member repair shop or a parts store near you, go to NASCAR.com, click on the Auto tab, because at NASCAR, we know cars. Still working under the caution flag here this afternoon at the Kansas Speedway. Let's take a moment and update where the Coca-Cola Racing family of drivers are currently running. Brought to you by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. Greg Biffle is shown in second. Dale Jarrett is fourth. Tony Stewart is sixth. Elliot Sadler is seventh. Ricky Rudd is in tenth. Kurt Busch is eleventh. Michael Waltrip is sixteenth. Jeff Burton is seventeenth. Bobby Labonte is 21st, Kevin Harvick 23rd, and Kyle Petty behind the wall, shown in 38th. That's a look at where the Coca-Cola Racing family of drivers are currently running at lap 149. Field been given an indication we're going green next time by and see a few cars ducking on the pit road right now to top off the fuel tank, Adam Alexander. Well, one of the guys going to come down the low Chevrolet, Jimmy Johnson, running at the tail end of the lead lap cars. Just going to top it off here, Barney. We had talked earlier about the fact that they climbed in the window net, thought it might be a brake problem. That not the case. Everything is okay. Just a tight handling race car. Jimmy Spencer on the pit lane. Carl Edwards also came down pit road. Before they get ready to go back to green, let's take you back through the top 20 real quick. Jeremy Mayfield leads. Greg Biffle is second. Casey Mears going to restart third. Dale Jarrett fourth. Ryan Newman fifth. Tony Stewart sixth. Elliot Sadler seventh. Casey Kane eighth. Joe Nemechek ninth. Ricky Rudd tenth. Eleventh will be Kurt Busch. Twelfth is Jamie McMurray. Thirteenth is Cherry Levani. Fourteenth is Earnhardt Jr. And fifteenth would be Jimmy Johnson. Sixteenth is Michael Waltrip. Seventeenth is Jeff Burton. Eighteenth is Brendan Gaughan. 19th is Jeff Gordon, and 20th is Matt Kenseth. Bobby Labonte's 21st, Mark Martin 22nd, Kevin Harvick 23rd, 24th, Bobby Hamilton Jr., and Carl Edwards 25th. Showing 18 cars on the lead lap as we go back under the green flag at lap 149. The Ford Pace car is on pit road. Here comes the field now working off turn four as we get set for the green flag to fly again here over the banquet 400. It is flying, and here we go back into action as Jeremy Mayfield, the race leader behind the car, Brendan Gaughan, Four other cars scoot down to the inside on that inside lane as they race off to turn one. Michael Waltrip, Jeff Burton, Brendan Gaughan all trying to cling to the tail end of the lead lap. Jeff Gordon and company trying to get back on it. They stack it up three wide coming off the corner. Jeff Gordon dies for the bottom. Burton in the middle. Michael Waltrip up top. Brendan Gaughan comes in as well. Gordon with a bold move down to the inside. He'll pass all of those cars. Is now five cars directly ahead of the race. Jeff Gordon wanted to get himself get one of those laps back that he is down as he races real hard at the front of the field right now. Leads him back across the line. Michael Waltrip's trying to stay up there also, but the leader is Jeremy Mayfield. Casey Mears right behind him. He in second place. Mayfield trapped in the outside lane right now as the uh, slower cars and the cars clinging to the tail end of the lead lap sorted out in front of him off turn two. 
Bobby Labonte is trouble in the back straightaway. One car spins around right in the face of Ricky Rudd. It's Kurt Busch. Slides the length of the back straightaway. Everybody taking evasive action. Jimmy Johnson gets gathered up. He gets spun down into the grass. Caution on the speedway. It'll come out at lap 51. Let's go back to the back stretch. Kurt Busch got turned around in a heavy pack of traffic at the exit of turn number two. Barney spun the half uh, the length of the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd forced to lock up the brakes to try and avoid him. Rudd very fortunate to get through without getting tagged. Jimmy Johnson also got turned around in the evasive action. All the cars have now gone on their way. Terry Labonte slammed on the brakes to avoid that crash there, but two guys who are in the chase for the next Hell Cup involved in the crash there on the back straightaway. Kurt Busch, the championship point leader, is now on pit road. Been a pretty decent day for Kurt Busch, but unfortunately, trouble on the back straightaway, as Dave Moody mentioned. They bring the Sharpie Ford down pit road, putting right side tires on the machine, left side tires going on as well, going to top off the fuel tank. No sheet metal damage, so he should be just fine to continue. Meanwhile, six or seven pit stalls in front of the Sharpie Ford, the Lowe's Chevrolet of Jimmy Johnson on the pit lane. He will also come down and make a stop. Four tires and fuel on the stop for Jimmy Johnson. And I believe now NASCAR signaling some sort of penalty on the Kurt Busch machine. He may have to come back down the pit lane. We will wait and see. We'll follow up on that in a moment. It was good luck, however, for Mark Martin. We talked about his bad luck a few moments ago. Well, he gets the free pass and is back on the tail end of the lead lap as a result of his most recent caution. The names Earnhardt and Wrangler are back together again. Wrangler Jeans Company, the official jeans of Dale Earnhardt Jr., are now available nationwide in new fits, fabrics, and styles. Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler. Hi, this is Richard Petty. NASCAR is about a lot of things, but on the racetrack, it's about tweaking tire pressures, tweaking suspension, tweaking spoilers, tweaking everything you got. Funny how us drivers experiment with just about everything but our gasoline. Sunoco Performance Fuel. If it's good enough for NASCAR, it's good enough for your car. Race into any participating Sunoco for your many remote control cars. These authentic NASCAR detailed race cars are fun, fast, and furious. Get yours for only $9.99 today, only at Sunoco. Okay, we're back with Joe Gibbs for Wix Filters. Why is Wix the number one filter in NASCAR? Inside of NASCAR, these crew chiefs are probably the the leading experts in the world. They're not going to have anything on a car or a motor that they don't think is the absolute best. Wix is the best filter you can run. That's what they're going to run. Okay. Let's just say that I created a filter that was better. Would you put my picture on the side of your cup car? Bet your life. Really? <laughs> okay. Wix, the number one filter in NASCAR. Friday, October 22nd, the Road to Ford Championship Weekend continues with Bud Pole qualifying from Martinsville Speedway. Hear the qualifying results for the Subway 500 beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern, only on MRN Radio. Championship point leader Kurt Busch involved in a spin on the back straightaway, which brings out the caution flag for the fourth time this afternoon. He made one stop on pit road, and Adam Alexander came back a second time. Yeah, we thought it might have been a penalty, Joe, because we saw the NASCAR official signaling that he would have to come back down the pit lane. Not a penalty at all. What the problem was, when he spun on the back straightaway, the roof flap on the car that keeps the car from going over in a spinning situation had flipped up. It didn't get turned back down when he made his pit stop, so they brought him back in, topped off the fuel tank, put the roof flap back down, and Kurt has returned to the speedway. More cars coming down pit road now as the pit lane is open. One of those, the Budweiser Chevrolet. 
Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll get four tires and fuel. Carl Edwards is in, Jimmy Spencer and Terry Labonte. Also coming back down is the Jimmy Johnson machine and more cars making stops in front of Winston Kelly. One of those, Bobby Labonte got his lap back. He was running in front of Jeremy Mayfield, the leader. Same thing for Jeff Burton getting his lap back. The pole setter, Joe Nemechek on pit road, completing a four-tire stop for that team. Brendan gone on pit road, along with Jeff Green. All these cars getting four tires, Sunoco fuel, and a number of chassis adjustments. Danielle? Well, Winston, while it looked like it all was uh, going to be a gloomy day for Mark Martin, turned out to be uh, a little bit of sunshine as he was the one to get the free pass under that uh, caution. He came down, took on four tires and fuel. Michael Waltrip and Matt Kenseth, along with Scott Riggs, all two, all elected to come down and take on four tires and fuel. From Kansas Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Field is a little over a half lap from going back under the green flag this afternoon at the Kansas Speedway. Jeremy Mayfield still the race leader with 112 laps to go. A lot of things have happened here over the last few laps. Kurt Busch, the series point leader, involved in a spin there, bringing out the caution flag for the fourth time here today. Kurt will restart back in the 15th position. And for those guys, Barney, who are on the tail end of the lead lap just ahead of the leader, what a great break that was. Yeah, they're going to be able to stay and not lose position, not lose another lap. Well, right now the tip is going to be can Kurt Busch get back up there and pick up some next tail points. Now, all the way back in 15th position is going to be a mad scramble over there. We're past the halfway point, 112 laps left to run. Jeremy Mayfield has had a very strong race car all day long. Nobody's been able to do anything with him. He's led a great deal of the event. Casey Mears all of a sudden up there in second. The question is, can he stay up there for a while? Dale Jarrett moves up into eighth. Pace car goes on to pit road. Field comes down to the line looking for the green flag. It is in the air. Kevin Harvick is the first car a lap down to the inside, and he's going to race Jeremy Mayfield to turn one to see if he can get himself back up there and get on the tail end of the lead lap. Harvick right alongside the race leader. He will drive underneath him at the entrance to turn number one. Harvick gets himself back onto the lead lap. Rusty Wallace down to the inside of Jeremy Mayfield. Rusty Wallace going to work on Mayfield midway down the back straightaway, trying to ease down in the low lane, trying to take that inside lane away. He'll do that, get around Jeremy Mayfield and get himself on the tail end of the lead lap. So Mayfield now with two cars directly ahead. Kevin Harvick, who has unlapped himself, and Rusty Wallace, who gains one of his two laps back. But suddenly we have a race for the lead. Casey Mears is all over. Jeremy Mayfield in turn one. Swings to the inside, squeezes into that low lane, and they're side-by-side for the lead. Down low, Casey Mears, Jeremy Mayfield up high. Couple of dodges side-by-side for the lead. Mayfield with the fender out in front, but Mears has the preferred low lane downstairs. Mayfield will swing around him, keep the top spot, but Mears now charges again down to the inside in four. Jeremy Mayfield's probably thinking, where in the world did he come from? He's still there. Casey Mears about a half a car length up on him right now as they head back for turn number one, door to door, eat dead heat in turn one. Mears drives it deep into turn number one, uses that low line advantage. He'll take over the lead. Mayfield dropped back to second. Dale Jarrett now just two car lengths back in third. All that racing for the lead is allowing Dale Jarrett to close in to make this a three-man fight for the top spot. At about three car lengths behind Jarrett, you've got Greg Biffle. So the front four now have two cars directly ahead in turn four. Ryan Newman just behind that battle. He rides about five car lengths behind the fourth-place car. Newman is in the fifth position. Tony Stewart just behind him in sixth. Those guys having to work through some heavy traffic as they head back to turn one. Into the corner they go. Mears goes up the racetrack. Open on the inside lane now. Some room for Jeremy Mayfield. He puts the wheel back to the low line. 
Challenging again for the lead. Here comes Mayfield. Started to run down to the inside of the back straightaway. Thought better of it. Got back in line behind Mears, but now we'll try the bottom lane one more time. Casey goes a little bit high up in turn number four, but Jeremy Mayfield cannot take advantage of it to get a fender up alongside. Now he drops back a couple of car lengths. He better look in that rearview mirror. He's going to have company in the form of Dale Jarrett and Greg Biffle very shortly. Jarrett on the move. Biffle tucked in right up underneath him. Now the leader has to deal with some lap traffic. Mears will go to the inside, try to put Kevin Harvick back a lap down. Kevin Harvick bobbled coming off turn two. Matter of fact, he's going to lose a whole lot of real estate. Here's Mears by. Mayfield goes by. Two more cars go by as Kevin Harvick really has his hands full this lap. Kevin Harvick losing great here as he loses that uh, spot on the tail end of the lead lap. The leaders come streaming by Casey Mears. Now by five car lengths over Jeremy Mayfield. The race is for third. Greg Biffle on the move. Dials up the low line. Drives underneath Dale Jarrett. He'll take over the third spot. Jarrett now back to the number four position. Off turn two, the leaders come to the back straightaway. One car now, ahead of race leader Casey Mears. That's Rusty Wallace, three car lengths ahead. Here's Mears going to dial up the outside lane, and that leaves the inside lane open for Jeremy Mayfield. Jeremy not going to be able to do anything with him, however. He talked about Kevin Harvick a moment ago getting back on the lead lap. He is way off the pace right now on the apron of the racetrack and will likely be coming onto pit road here. Got a problem for Kevin Harvick. Let's jump back to the front of the field in turn two. Casey Mears now will try and deal with the slower car. Well, not a lot slower, the lap down car. Rusty Wallace at the same time trying to keep Jeremy Mayfield behind him. Can't quite shake Mayfield as Mears leads the field to three. Mayfield again using the inside lane. Charges hard coming into the corner while Mears runs two grooves up from the bottom. Mayfield again looks for a chance to come back and grab the top spot. Can't quite pull it off and Mears will lead him back to the start finish line. See what the problem is for Kevin Harvick on pit road. Running way too hot, Joe, is the problem on Kevin Harvick's machine. The hood is up on the Goodwrench Chevy as they're putting water into it, trying to cool this thing off, but uh, a little too hot down here for Kevin Harvick's liking. Meanwhile, Ryan Newman on the move up off turn number two. Takes the third spot away from Dale Jarrett, so Ryan Newman now back to the third position as here comes Casey Mears at the front of the field trying to make the move around Rusty Wallace. At the front of the field right now, it continues to be Casey Mears having a very strong run. Jeremy Mayfield's done everything he can to get back up there and take the lead back. Not able to do it. In fact, he's lost a couple of car lengths this time. So at lap 103, Casey Mears, Jeremy Mayfield, Greg Biffle, Ryan Newman, and Dale Jarrett are your top five. Today's broadcast of the Banquet 400 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Wachovia. So you can bank any way, any place, any time. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Gatorade. It's in Jimmy Johnson. Is it in you? By Sunoco Gasoline. If it's good enough for NASCAR, it's good enough for your car. And by Wix Filters. The number one filter in NASCAR. Casey Mears and Jeremy Mayfield showing this crowd what NASCAR racing is all about, and Greg Biffle has slipped up there to make it a three-way scramble. Casey has the lead. Jeremy Mayfield's been inside and outside, hasn't been able to do anything with him. The scramble continues in turn two. Biffle's got the best seat in the house. As a matter of fact, he wants a piece of the action. He'll dive to the low line, go after Mayfield for second place. Dodge and Ford side-by-side for second. Here comes Greg Biffle to the inside of the racetrack. He'll blow by Mayfield coming into the corner, and now he's in hot pursuit of Casey Mears he's using the outside lane through turn four. Casey going a lot higher up in the corner than the other two guys are in that three-way battle, but it seems to be working for him. He's got about a four- or five-car length lead over Biffle, who just grabbed the second spot. Further back, they're racing for the fourth position. Dale Jarrett there trying to get by Ryan Newman. Newman and Jarrett both make their way past Rusty Wallace, who pulls down and gives them some open racetrack. 
They'll continue nose to tail off two. Dale Jarrett's been waiting for a lane to open up. Ryan Newman passed him a few laps ago. Now Jarrett has uh, regathered efforts and is closing in on Newman. Again, racing for the fourth position. Greg Biffle has gotten second place away. Let's see if he can get up there and do anything with Casey Mears right now. He is right on his bumper as they cross the start-finish line and go back into turn number one. Can't decide which race to watch. Tony Stewart's locked up in a pretty good scramble. Let's go back to the front. Tony Stewart in a scramble as well, but for the lead now, it's going to be Greg Biffle to the inside on Casey Mears off turn two. Side by side, down the back stretch. Greg Biffle again using the inside lane. See what Mears can do with him using the top lane of the racetrack. Biffle at the bottom. Mears three grooves up. Biffle gets the lead in three. Biffle brings Ford back to the front here this afternoon in the banquet 400. He shows the way over Casey Mears, but just by inches. Mears may not be content to stay there. He looks first to the outside, then to the inside. Meanwhile, further back in the pack, Tony Stewart slips a little bit. Casey Kane gets by, and now Ricky Rudd gets by Tony. Rudd going to the inside lane. Tony trying to fight back up high. It's Rudd down low. Tony Stewart up high. Gets a spot to Stewart for the moment. Tony Stewart almost plowed the wall down last time through turn three. The car got away from him. That allowed Casey Kane to get by. See what happens this time as Stewart again goes up the racetrack. Ricky Rudd and Jamie McMurray will follow him through. Yeah, they're about a car length between those three as they work out of turn number four, come back to the line. That's for eighth, ninth, and tenth position. The scramble is going on on the racetrack. At the front of the field, Greg Biffle, now the leader by a couple of car lengths off turn two. Biffle heads for the back straightaway by two, now make it three over Casey Mears as he runs in second. Jeremy Mayfield in third, two car lengths behind Mears using different lines again, although now Mayfield will change lanes, go to the outside, and follow Mears to the corner. So Greg Biffle picks up the top spot here at lap number 173. Still 92 laps are remaining as he starts pulling away. Let's see if he can take charge like some of the other leaders have done earlier here this afternoon. Wilson's Leather and MRN Radio have teamed up to give you a chance to win a NASCAR leather jacket featuring many of your favorite drivers. You can win by submitting an email question to MRNRadio.com. If your question is selected and read live on the air on NASCAR Live, you win. One question will be selected each week in red on NASCAR Live, so tune into the show and listen for Eli Gold to read your question. You could be our next winner. Again, log on to MRNRadio.com for additional details and submit your email question to win. Greg Biffle is kind of checked out on the field right now. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Casey Mears had been doing a good job at leading the event here. He lost the lead a moment ago. Now he's fallen all the way back to third place as they work out of turn number four, head back down to the start-finish line. Jeremy Mayfield scoots back up there, and Casey falls back into third. Fourth place has just changed hands right now. Dale Jarrett takes that away from Ryan Newman. They all go to turn one. Those two, Jarrett and Newman, have had a pretty good tussle over the fourth and fifth position. Right now it belongs to DJ. He's got two car lengths in hand over Ryan Newman. Great move for Dale Jarrett, making the move around Ryan Newman. His car coming to life here in the mid-stages of this event. Pulling away now from Ryan Newman by two car lengths and setting his sights on Casey Mears. A couple of guys who have not been doing very well today starting to move up now when it really matters. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has moved up to the 11th position and Jeff Gordon who's not had a whole lot to talk about today he's just taken over the 13th spot but Greg Biffle leads with 89 laps to go Greg Biffle's lead has now grown to a second and a half over Jeremy Mayfield here at the Kansas Speedway 87 laps still to go currently on the lead lap they are showing 23 cars from Kansas Speedway this is MRN radio the voice of NASCAR Back at Kansas Speedway, Greg Biffle continues to pull away. It's up now to 1.7 seconds. Let's check it now as they come across the line. It's up to two full seconds. His lead over Jeremy Mayfield. Casey Mears is riding along in third. Dale Jarrett's fourth. Ryan Newman is fifth. 
Casey Kane is currently sixth. Ricky Rudd is seventh. Jamie McMurray, eighth. Tony Stewart, ninth. And Elliot Sadler, tenth. We told you a couple of guys who uh, can, they kind of had bad days, have uh, finally started to see a little bit of light out there. One of those is Jeff Gordon. He is uh, currently shown in the 17th position. Winston Kelly is down in the DuPont pits. Uh, Robbie Loomis just called out the times to him. Robbie, it's not been a Jeff Gordon-like day here at Kansas, but it seems to be getting a little bit better. What's he saying about the car now? Uh, he can't tell us much about it right now. He's having trouble getting a feel for it, and they was struggling to set it up because he can't tell us much about it. It's been very loose all day long. They've been getting just a little bit better up to the 17th position, as you mentioned, but they really need to gain some points. He's had a fifth and a couple of wins here at Kansas, so this is not what he expected here today. Right now, just kind of get, trying to get the best finish he can all the way back there in 17th position. For Greg Biffle, everything's going his way right now. 185 laps go up on the scoreboard. Let's check in his pit. Well, outside of the Ray Everham cars, Casey Kane and Jeremy Mayfield, the most consistent thing on the racetrack today has been the car of Greg Biffle. Doug Richard, the crew chief, and Doug, you guys have been solid throughout the afternoon. How good's the car right now? Well, it, it has been solid. And, um, right now, we're just a little bit tight. Uh, unfortunate thing, we're just a little short of making it in one more stop. So we're going to try to um, just keep it going as good as we can. And National Guard, Subway, all folks on board. We hope we can uh, make cautions might fall right and it might play into our hand too. So you never know. Last came in at lap 131. When can we expect to see you next? Uh, possibly about 196, 197, somewhere in there. That's Doug Richard, crew chief for Greg Biffle, and what he's referring to is some guys came down under the caution flag just about 40 laps ago. Guys like, or I guess it's been about 20, yeah, about 40 laps ago. Jimmy Johnson was in. Dale Earnhardt Jr. came down pit road, as did the machine of Kurt Busch. Those guys could do it on one more stop. As you heard Doug Richard say, Greg Biffle is going to be just a little bit short of being able to do it on one more stop should it stay green. A lot of those teams are hoping for another caution flag to fall in their favor, and with the odds being what they are, I got a feeling we'll see another yellow or two before the day is over. We've had four so far. Good chance we'll see another one. Ford leading here at Kansas Speedway is a pretty big deal because Ford is the official car of the Kansas Speedway, and they've been busy here this weekend promoting the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Research Foundation, as they do all the time. Of course, they provide the pace car here at the Kansas Speedway, and they gave away one of the popular F-150s here on Friday afternoon. Ford's F-150 is the official truck of NASCAR. The winner was Richard Hankins of Edmond, Oklahoma, I talked with Richard and to Mark Gruber, the F-150 marketing manager. Well, we uh, started the program a couple months ago, and uh, we had a sweepstakes uh, on the Internet that uh, customers could enter, and if it, they could identify the built for tough uh, moment of the race, uh, they could uh, be one of the two uh, lucky finalists to come here today and see if their key would start the truck. And uh, Richard was fortunate enough to have his key start the F-150, the official truck of NASCAR, and he's going home with a brand-new uh, F-150. Great, great. We're going to talk about another program you have coming up soon. First, let's talk to Richard, the lucky winner. It came down to you and one other contestant here today. You got the lucky key. How did it feel? Awesome. Totally awesome. You entered the contest early on, several months ago. Talk about that telephone call. When it came that day, you picked up the phone thinking, okay, this is my buddy calling, or this is somebody in the family, and it's the folks from Ford. I actually thought it was a telemarketer. <laughs> Good thing you answered the phone, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had you ever thought about maybe buying an F-150? Sure. They're great trucks. Yeah. Now, what about all the decals on the side? You got the flames and all? You going to leave it just like it is? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Have you talked to your family yet? Do they know about this? No, not yet. 
you just keep it a secret? Uh, I believe the secret's out now. <laughs> Mark, what's the next contest and a chance for a lucky race fan to win a vehicle like this? Well, uh, people can enter on FordVehicles.com for a chance to win a, a 2005 Ford uh, F-Series Super Duty, and that'll be given away in the Homestead for Ford Championship Weekend, and I encourage them to get out there, and it might be them. You can be a winner, right? Absolutely. Richard Hankins of Edmond, Oklahoma, picked up that uh, beautiful F-150 Ford truck with all the uh, NASCAR emblems and logos and the flames on the side. He was one happy camper down there, and again, you can go to FordVehicles.com for the next contest to win one of their sport utilities. Why didn't you win that week, go truck racing next year? Well, I tried to work something out there, but it didn't seem to go my way. They had the two contestants there that uh, drew a a key out of the helmet of Mark Martin, who was there with us as well, and uh, Richard had the key that fit the ignition start of the truck, and he drove home. Let's get a let's check in quickly with Danielle Fry. Well, Barney, Casey Mears has had a pretty solid run all day. He started in the 21st position, led a few laps. Now he's dropped back to fourth. Jimmy Elledge is crew chief calling the shots. Jimmy, what has Casey been saying about the car today? Actually, this is the worst set of tires has been on it all day. He said it's really, really tight and was tight from the start. So uh, we're going to free it up a little bit more and uh, put another set of Goodyear's on it here about lap 200 and see what we have. Will you be able to make it on one more stop? I don't think so. We're about three laps, four laps short right now, but we'll see on our next fuel mile treating here. It's been kind of up and down all day. They should be coming down the pit lane in about uh, ten laps to make another stop. Uh, that's Jimmy Ellis, uh, Casey Mears crew chief. He's currently in the fourth position. We have 74 laps to go. Greg Biffle is the leader. Jeremy Mayfield second. Dale Jarrett's third. Casey Mears fourth. And Casey Kane is fifth. Back at the Kansas Speedway, the leader, Greg Biffle, gives up that number one spot and is in his pit. Let's Trouble in turn number one. Casey Mears hard into the outside wall. May have had a right front tire problem at the a- exit to turn number two. Pounds the wall. He is rolling on the apron, but a hard lick for Casey Mears. Caution on the Speedway. It comes out at lap 196. Let's go back to turn two. Single car incident, Barney, at the exit of turn number two. Mears' car just shot up the banking into the outside wall. A very hard lick for Casey Mears in the target energizer dodge he is limping his way back to pit road tough break for casey he had a good car today was going to finish well i think but now all of a sudden he is in the wall over there and the yellow flag is flying at lap 196 from the kansas speedway this is mrn radio the voice of nascar Pit road is open, and just about everybody that's on the lead lap is in there. Let's go down to Danielle Fry. First in on this end of pit road, Barney, is Dale Jarrett. He's going to make a chassis adjustment. Right side tires are on, and they're coming over to the left side. Left side tires are going on. Second can of Sunoco fuel, four tires and fuel for Dale Jarrett. Jamie McMurray right behind him, four tires and fuel. Matt Kenseth, too, taking four tires and two cans of fuel, as is Michael Waltrip and Mark Martin. Now down to Winston. Still just a tick tight as Casey Kane. Crew working on the left side of the car. They're going to beat Dale Jarrett out. They complete the left side tire change. No, they're not. DJ is going to be the first out. Then Casey Kane and Ryan Newman swinging out as Jeff Burton, Bobby Lavani, Jeff Gordon, all getting four tires and fuel to the midsection and Adam. It was four tires and fuel, the theme on the midsection of Pit Road as well. Good stop for the all-tell Dodger, Ryan Newman. He got four tires and fuel and a chassis adjustment. Jimmy Johnson was on the pit lane. Elliot Sadler came down. Ricky Rudd, Kurt Busch, and also Machina Dale Earnhardt Jr. on Pit Road. Four tires, fuel, and various chassis adjustments at 198. 
Caution is on the speedway at lap 198. A reason again is Casey Mears. He hit the wall just going off turn number two, and cleanup efforts are underway over there, so it's going to be a few more laps before we'll go back to green. Casey had a great run going here this afternoon. What a shame that it came up a little bit short here this afternoon. He's taken the car back to the garage. We'll try to check in with him here in a moment. Hey, this Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern time, join MRN Radio's Eli Gold for NASCAR Live at Tom Johnson's Camping Center in Concord, North Carolina. Eli's special guest will include Terry and Bobby Labonte. Representatives from Fleetwood will also debut their new NASCAR-branded RV. So don't miss your chance to see the stars of NASCAR Live at Tom Johnson Camping Center on Speedway Boulevard across from the track in Concord, North Carolina. And meanwhile, see America in an RV from Tom Johnson's Camping Center with locations in Marion, North Carolina and Concord, North Carolina. Or you can check them out on the World Wide Web at TomJohnsonCamping.com. Field crosses the line. Several cars elected to stay on the racetrack or made a pit stop a little bit earlier. They are now showing at lap 199. Terry Labonte as the leader. Greg Biffle as second. Jeremy Mayfield third. Dale Jarrett fourth. And Casey Kane is fifth. And a host of cars that are a lap or more down are on pit road. So we'll set the entire running order for you in just a moment. To be number one in racing, you got to be tougher, stronger, and have a whole lot of attitude. Maybe that's why the next Ford Super Duty is the official truck of NASCAR. And now you can win your own limited edition Super Duty by entering the built Ford Tough Chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup Challenge. Just go to FordVehicles.com slash chase and register to win a trip to the season's final race, the Ford Championship Weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway, and you'll get a chance to win a limited edition Ford Super Duty. So log on to FordVehicles.com slash chase, then watch the races each week on NBC and TNT. You can be called to correctly identify the built Ford Tough moment of the race. Log on now and turn your driveway into a winner's circle. Excludes races on 919.04 and 1016.04. No purchase necessary. Void what prohibited. Complete rules available at FordVehicles.com slash chase. NASCAR is a registered trademark of the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Incorporated. We are still working caution. Casey Mears hitting the wall over in the backstretch off turn number two. Going to be several more laps before we'll go back to green. Terry Lamonti had the lead for one lap. Now he is on pit road, and that's going to move Greg Biffle back up into the number one position. From the Kansas Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. We're back at the Kansas Speedway. 200 laps have just rolled up on the scoreboard. 67 laps to go, about to be 66 as the pace car brings the field back down to the start-finish line. Greg Biffle is the leader. Second is Jeremy Mayfield. Third is Dale Jarrett. Fourth is Terry Levani. Fifth is Casey Kane. Sixth is Ryan Newman. And seventh is Tony Stewart. Jamie McMurray is eighth. Ricky Rudd is ninth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is tenth. In 11th right now, they're now showing Mark Martin back in 11th, Elliot Sadler 12th, 13th to Jimmy Johnson, 14th to Joe Nemechek, and 15th to Kurt Busch. Bobby Labonte is 16th, Jeff Gordon 17th, Terry Labonte is 18th, and 19th is Michael Waltrip, and 20th would be Bobby Hamilton Jr. Let's go down to the garage. Well, you can probably hear them working on Casey Mears' Dodge back here in the garage. Casey, an awfully strong car today. What happened to the tire? It looks like it's completely shredded over here. Yeah, I'm not really sure. You know, uh, they had that last caution because there was some brake rotor on the track, and I thought I might have run over something. Um, But the previous set was kind of the same. You know, I kind of felt a little bit of vibration, but then we came in right away. This time I felt a little bit of vibration. I had to go one more lap to make it around to the pits, and uh, we didn't make it all the way back around. So uh, I don't know if it was the same type of issue or or if it was uh, something different, but it's too bad. You know, we've been working so hard to run good and and, uh, such a big improvement over last year. All I wanted to do is run good, you know, and, and uh, today we did. We run really well. Too bad we didn't bring it home, but uh, 
you know, we're working on it. We're going we're gonna to get things refined this year and we'll be ready to go get them next year. He certainly let everybody know here that he was out there and competing for a win. That's Casey Mears back in the garage. Casey has had some good runs this year, but uh, kind of snake bit like a number of other guys uh, in NASCAR where they can't quite get the break they need and put it all together on one day to get a victory, but it will come soon for him because they are running regularly better and better. Time now for a mid-race update brought to you by MBNA as we get the one-to-go signal here at Kansas Speedway. We've had 20 lead changes among 10 different drivers here today. Caution flag has waved five times. Out of the race are the cars of Casey Mears, who you just heard from. Kevin Harvick's out, also Scott Wimmer, Kyle Busch, Kyle Petty, Todd Bodine behind the wall, along with Hermie Sadler, Stanton Barrett, Larry Gunselman and Kirk Shelmerdine. Currently on the lead lap, we are showing 22 cars. Again, Greg Biffle, the race leader. Checking the championship point standings as of this moment. Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads Kurt Busch, but by only three points. Jeff Gordon is third, 62 back. Mark Martin is fourth, 94 out of the lead. And fifth is Ryan Newman. He's fifth, 112 points out of the top spot. Jeremy Mayfield still in the 10th position in points but now just 213 out of the lead. He was 267 back coming in to today's race. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Ryan Newman was in the lead at the official halfway mark. He wins the $10,000 MBNA Mid-Race Leader Award. If Ryan wins today's race as well, MBNA will award an additional $10,000 bonus. If that bonus goes unclaimed, it continues to grow by $5,000 each week until a driver wins the halfway award and the race. Field forming up for a restart over in turns three and four before they come down real quick. Winston Kelly, can they go the distance? Well, just had three cars come down pit road. Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace, Bobby Labonte asked one of the crew members from Gordon's team, said, nope, we're still going to have to come back in with 65 laps to go. So don't anticipate that anybody can make it. Pace car pulling back onto pit road, getting ready to go back to green. They'll take the green at lap 203, and that'll give us 64 laps remaining here this afternoon in the Banquet 400. Green flag goes in the air. Greg Biffle sets sail for turn number one. Good start for him. He'll get away from Jeremy Mayfield by a couple of car lengths. Got a lot of cars down to the inside trying to race up there and get back on the tail end of the lead lap as they go to two. First in the lap down line, Brian Vickers causing some problems for Jeremy Mayfield, and he fights his way to the inside on Greg Biffle as well. Biffle not as strong on this restart as he has been in the past. Matter of fact, Mayfield up on his back bumper, but Brian Vickers races down to the inside of the race leader. Biffle goes up the racetrack. The lane is left open for Vickers in turn four. Might be a three-wide race off turn four because Dale Jarrett goes all the way to the bottom of the racetrack. Instead, he pulls up alongside Mayfield. They race for second while Biffle gets away cleanly, but Vickers gets back on the tail end of the lead lap. Side by side for the number two position now. It's Dale Jarrett. Left side tires below the white line. He'll take the runner up spot away from Dale Jarrett goes to second. Jeremy Mayfield drops back to third. They're side-by-side for fourth. Here comes Tony Stewart, changing of lanes on the back straightaway. We'll put Stewart down to Ryan Newman's inside in turn three. Tony's got his car hooked up pretty good at the bottom of the racetrack. He's not going to be able to get around Ryan Newman, not at least through the corner. He hasn't given up, though. He's got a little help right now, a little pushing help from behind. Jamie McMurray also trying to get underneath and gain a spot as they all go over to two. Tony Stewart on the move, puts a wheel to the inside on Ryan Mo- Newman. Makes it to the bottom of the racetrack, Shane Neal goes way high, nearly gets into the wall, and he backs out. Following the battle for the fourth position, Ryan Newman hangs on to it. He'll swing around and drop down in front of Tony Stewart. Jeremy Mayfield there. Actually, that's Jamie McMurray. Stewart and now Ricky Rudd all race together in four. Greg Biffle shows the way, but not having a whole lot of success in pulling away from Dale Jarrett, the second-place man. Right behind him is Jeremy Mayfield. Then a nice little gap back to Ryan Newman, who rides in fourth. Newman's got a rear-view mirror full of Tony Stewart. Then comes Jamie McMurray. Ricky Rudd closing in. 
Savage on the left front corner. Smoke off this one. Delivery dodge. Leaders come off the end of the back straightaway. Here's Greg Biffle on the back bumper of Brian Vickers. Dale Jarrett. Three car lengths behind him in turn four. Hard scramble at the front of the field, back down to the start-finish line. Good hard racing as we go into the final 60 laps here this afternoon. Running back into turn number one, Greg Biffle hangs on to the lead. Dale Jarrett, Jeremy Mayfield, Ryan Newman, Tony Stewart, all trying to chase him down. Greg Biffle trying to make his way underneath the lap car. Brian Vickers and get some open racetrack. He'll make a move to the inside. Drops out of the inside lane. He and Vickers will race side-by-side to the entrance of the corner. Biffle completes the pass coming into the turn. The lane is left open. Here comes Dale Jarrett. One car length behind Brian or behind Greg Biffle. Meanwhile, Ken Schrader with some problems. Looks like it may be a cut tire. Whoa, the, we got uh, a spin off turn number four. Ryan Newman loses it coming off the corner, spins around, goes down on the grass, and will spin the car at least four or five times. Don't believe he made contact with anybody else, and will keep it in a straight line. And the yellow flag is out yet one more time. So one, caution is on the speedway. One of the contenders for the next tail, the chase for the next tail cup. Uh, looks like maybe a cut tire for Ryan Newman as well. Now as we see he uh, passes by the start-finish line, the right rear is down. There is some damage to the rear of his uh, Mobile One machine. And Ryan Newman, one of the contenders in the chase for the next tail cup with problems. We just told you Ken Schrader apparently had similar issues coming off turn two. His car slowed, was off the pace, and came down pit lane to make a stop. Greg Biffle leads as we work the caution flag at lap 208 here at Kansas City. Spending winner of the Banquet 400, Ryan Newman is on pit road with problems. He caused that most recent caution spinning off turn four. Adam? Well, he came down, Joe, and tried to repair damage on the right rear of the race car. That's where some of the sheet metal was wrinkled up. Also on the left rear, and as Ryan Newman departs, pit road opens, and here come the leaders. Greg Biffle hits pit road for the final time this afternoon. Going to top off the fuel tank. Same situation for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Below Chevrolet Relay of Jimmy Johnson is in. Going to make a chassis adjustment to his car, trying to free him up. They will also top off the fuel tank. Four cars in front of Winston Kelly. Mayfield, Biffle, and DJ. Dale Jarrett leaving that order. Then comes Casey Kane. He tops it off with fuel. Same thing for Jeff Burton, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte. Just topping it off with fuel, no tires, so they can go to this. And it's now down to Danielle. Same thing down on this end of pit road. Winston, Dale Jarrett, Mark Martin, and Jeremy Mayfield all coming in, just topping off the fuel tank. So much of the leaders, uh, much of the field uh, does come down to make a stop. However, some stay out, like Jamie McMurray, Tony Stewart, Ricky Rudd, Casey Kane, and Elliot Sather. They stay on the racetrack and will inherit the top five positions here at lap 210. From Kansas Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Today's broadcast of the Banquet 400 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone by Budweiser. Grab a cold, fresh Budweiser because fresh beer tastes better. By Viagra Sildenafil Citrate. Ask your doctor if Viagra is right for you. And by Nextel, the official sponsor of the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. NASCAR and Nextel, partners in speed. Here at Kansas Speedway, they've taken Ryan Newman's car back into the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series garage. Adam Alexander, I guess the damage a little more than they thought. Well, obviously some things broke loose underneath the race car when he slid through that wet grass on the front straightaway, Joe. He went to refire and pull out of his pit area, and the drive shaft fell out of the Alltel Dodge, so the crew hustled him behind the wall. They have pushed him to the Nextel Cup garage. A guy who was a contender for the championship having a tough afternoon today. Yeah, he's had problems in a couple of races this year. Remember at New Hampshire a few weeks ago when we were up there, he lost an engine and uh, lost quite a few points. He's going to lose quite a few more here today. 
Lap 211 is on the board. Jamie McMurray is the leader. Ricky Rudd is second. Elliot Sadler is third. Joe Nemechek is fourth. And Terry Labonte is fifth. Sixth is Michael Waltrip. Seventh is Kurt Busch. And let's see, back in eighth position, they had Brendan gone. Now they're going to drop him back a little bit further. Some of these cars did not come onto pit road, and they are getting the indication we're going green next time by. Teams have completed what could be their final pit stops of the day. Let's check down on pit road and find out what kind of strategies are being planned. Brought to you by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. If it's good enough for NASCAR, good enough for your car. Winston? Well, for Casey Kane, it was going to be a gas and go and get back out on the racetrack, but a cut right rear tire changed the strategy for Tommy Baldwin and the crew. They came down, changed four tires. They're hoping that those four tires will give him enough to propel him to his first Nextel Cup Series victory. How about in the midsection, Adam? Well, one of the guys who stayed on the racetrack was Ricky Rudd. Been a great day all afternoon long. Michael McSwain, the crew chief. Car has been good. I assume you're good to go on fuel. Do you have anything for him, Michael? I don't know. We've been racing with a 42 all day. We've been back and forth, back and forth. So I think it'll be a good race, and it's going to be really close on fuel. It would be very popular to see Ricky Rudd go to victory lane this afternoon. He will restart second. Danielle? Adam, one of the guys that did not elect to come down pit road was Jamie McMurray. He's had a solid top five, top ten car all day long. We were going to get a word with his crew chief, Donnie Wingo, but we're getting ready to come back to the green. I did ask him about the fuel, and he just kind of smiled, and I think they're going to roll the dice down here. They're going to be very questionable if they can make it. We'll have 54 laps to go when they put the green out, and they're about to do that right now. As the pace car is on pit road, they come down to the line, double file restart, a lot of lap cars down to the inside. Robbie Gordon is one of those up there with Jamie McMurray, the leader that will race him back into turn one. Ricky Rudd's going to restart second, and the shuffle is on toward turn two. McMurray gets a good restart, but right down on that inside line is Robbie Gordon digging hard, trying to get himself a spot back. McMurray trapped on the outside with Robbie Gordon down Side-by-side side to the back straightaway. Triple off turn two. Jimmy Johnson is around, and he slams into the outside wall. Heavy damage on the low Chevrolet for Jimmy Johnson as he does a wild slide down through the grass. And as the field comes off turn number four, they're going to see the yellow flag waving. It is the seventh time this afternoon. The caution is out at lap 213. Let's go back to turn two. Again, Barney, trouble at the exit of turn two in heavy traffic, and one of the championship contenders involved, Jimmy Johnson, got turned around. The car spun a complete 360, nosed into the outside retaining wall, then went on a wild slide for life. The length of the back straightaway down in the infield grass. Heavy damage on the low Chevrolet. Jimmy Johnson just now refiring the car and pulling away. How about that? Within about five laps, we have two championship contenders with problems. Ryan Newman's car back in the garage. They're working on the Altel Dodge, and now Jimmy Johnson, after having problems earlier this afternoon, they had recovered, had worked their way back into the top 15, and now having problems once again, spinning off turn number two. Here comes the low Chevrolet, making a run around the track, down to the pit lane. The front end is caved in on the car as he rolls down to his stop. Let's go to Adam Alexander. And, Joe, the crew already making their way into the Nextel Cup garage, and I would assume that Jimmy Johnson will make his way here shortly as well. He will join Ryan Newman in the garage, as you said, two of the guys who entered today trying to get back in the chase for the next Tell Cup, and two guys many believe would be very good at Kansas, suffering problems in the late going of the race. Newman already in the garage with a broken drive shaft, and Jimmy Johnson now pulling his machine in, front end bowed up, hood sticking straight in the air, crew members helping to push the Chevrolet into his garage stall at Kansas. And once again, they're cleaning up here at Kansas Speedway. 
about a half lap from going back under the green flag here at Kansas Speedway with Jamie McMurray showing the way for the first time this afternoon. He's one of uh, 11 different drivers who have shared some time at the front of the field. Here with 50 laps remaining. It's about Murray, Ricky Rudd, Elliot Sadler, Joe Nemechek, and Terry Labonte. Michael Waltrip is in sixth. Kurt Busch is seventh. Jeff Gordon up to eighth now. Matt Kenseth ninth and tenth is Brendan gone. You got Greg Biffle, Jeremy Mayfield, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Jarrett, and Jeff Burton completing the top 15. Double file restart, forming up over in turn three. Cars a lap or more down include Rusty Wallace down to the inside lane. You've also got Scott Riggs, Shane Meal, Robbie Gordon, Jimmy Spencer, and others as the pace car is headed for pit road. Pace car dives onto pit road. It's going to be interesting if this thing goes green the rest of the way, which is highly unlikely the way it has went here this afternoon as to who could make it fuel-wise and who will not. Green flag goes back in the air. Rusty Wallace is the first car a lap down to the inside of the leader, Jamie McMurray but Jamie's going to get away from him in a hurry and take Ricky Rudd with him. Yeah, he's not going to get far away from Ricky Rudd, though. Ricky literally pushing Jamie McMurray into turn number one. Now McMurray gets a little bit of daylight as he works to the outside of Rusty Wallace. Now Wallace gets a surge of speed off turn two, charges down to the inside of the race leader. They will race side by side off the end of the back straightaway. Here's Wallace trying to squeeze out. Now will flash by and get around the McMurray car. Wallace gets back one of the two laps. He is down from the lead pack. McMurray still hangs on to the top spot and is trying to get away from Ricky Rudd, although Ricky stays there with him, about a car length behind him in turn one. Ricky Rudd is right there in the number two position. It's just another car length back to Elliott Sadler in third. Three more back to Joe Nemechek in fourth place. Leaders come to the back straightaway, running in single file formation. No one stepping out of line in the front four. Here's Jamie McMurray. One car length ahead of Ricky Rudd. And Ricky Rudd looks back as he's Elliott Sadler climbing the bank in three. Now, Elliott Sadler working right on Ricky's rear bumper trying to get around him. Good to see Ricky's car up there. That team has really turned around with the addition of Fatback and Swain going up there to the Wood Brothers. They go back to turn two. Leader continues to run right on the bottom of the racetrack. That's Jamie McMurray. He's two car lengths up on Ricky Rudd. Two more to Elliott Sadler. Two more to Joe Nemechek. Meanwhile, the fifth place runner, Terry Labonte, has got some traffic to deal with. He's got the lap car of Robbie Gordon and Scott Riggs directly ahead. Here's Terry looking to, to the low lane trying to get by Robbie Gordon, but Gordon has the lane blocked for now. Casey Mears has brought his car out of the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series garage. Let's check in there and see if we can hear from either Jimmy Johnson or Ryan Newman. Well, the Jimmy Johnson machine sits on jack stands. He's inside the race car with a helmet on. His crew pouring over, Joe. They basically cut the entire front end off the race car. In the process now, replacing the radiator. So it's going to be a short afternoon for Jimmy Johnson. They'll probably get the car back out, but obviously not going to be what they wanted here at Kansas. And Danielle's looking at the Ryan Newman machine. Well, it's a similar situation, Adam. uh, The Ryan Newman machine is actually sitting on the jack stands back here in the Nextel Cup garage trying to replace this broken uh, drive shaft. There's actually about 9, 10 Alltail Dodge uh, crew members back here working on this. Ryan Newman sits inside the car very patiently waiting for the repairs to be uh, to be completed. He sits in there just kind of taking his time and kind of uh, milling over what has happened to him. Both Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman hope to get their cars uh, at least put back together to come out there and complete a few more laps. There are 22 cars still on the lead lap as the laps wind down to 45 to go. They will just as soon as Jamie McMurray brings him across the start-finish line, which he does right now. 
heads back into turn number one. Ricky Rudd's lost a little ground to the leader. Elliot Sadler has made up a little ground. He's up in third. Rudd now five car lengths behind the leader, Jamie McMurray, but he's got a rear view mirror full of Elliot Sadler. Sadler running a little bit higher line as they race to the back stretch. Elliot Sadler liking the high lane in turns three and four. Climbs the banking, does the same this time by. Gets a fender up alongside Ricky Rudd. This is the challenge for second. Sadler trying to do it the hard way, taking it up to the outside lane, and Ricky takes him all the way to the wall, so he has to get out of the gas momentarily and fall back in line behind Ricky Rudd. They race off into the corner, this time nose to tail. Rudd right on the bottom of the racetrack. Elliott Sadler now will look to the high line again, but he's not close enough to mount a challenge. They'll remain single file. And Joe Nemechek running in fourth, starting to tiptoe his way into this battle for the second spot. Ricky Rudd second, Elliott Sadler in third. They are separated by a car length, and then you drop five back to Joe Nemechek in fourth. 43 laps to go for the field here. Jamie McMurray currently is the leader. We told you there was a furious battle at the front of the field, and indeed there is. Elliot Sadler has just grabbed the lead. Joe Nemechek has scooted up to second. Jamie McMurray is third. Pick him up in turn one. It's a four-man bare knuckler right now. Sadler the leader. Nemechek second. Ricky Rudd takes the long way around. Here's Nemechek for the lead. Side by side, Ford and Chevy off the end of the back straightaway. Nemechek charges hard, coming into the corner, and he'll pick up the lead. Elliot Sadler falls back to second, or will he? Here he comes back to the inside in four. Elliot drops down to the inside, crosses over, goes back after Joe Nemechek, and gets by him here at the start-finish line. But Nemechek's not finished yet. He pulls back along on the outside lane, dead even in turn one. No quit in G.I. Joe as he climbs the ladder to the outside lane. Sadler gets a little bit sideways. Side by side, off turn number two for the lead. Rolls reverse this time. Now Nemechek uses the outside lane. Sadler down low. Ricky Rudd and Jamie McMurray factors. Here's Nemechek around the outside. Who grabbed the lead in three? But again, Elliot Sadler charges back to the bottom. 36 laps to go with the way they're racing. You'd think this was the final lap. They come back down to the line. And Joe Nemechek, who started on the bud pole, hangs on to the lead. But very little he doesn't have much breathing room, is what I need to say as he goes over to turn two. Elliot Sadler is right there, and keep an eye on Ricky Rudd. He takes the whiff of the bottom lane, takes a look underneath Elliot Sadler. All these cars fall in single file now as Nemechek grabs the lead and pulls away by a car length, maybe two at best, over Elliot Sadler, who has the same over Ricky Rudd in third. Here's Jimmy Johnson coming out of the garage. He'll rejoin the pack here, but again, well off the pace after crashing. Here back on lap 213, Joe Nemechek leads across the stripe. We've got 35 laps to go, but he's got plenty of company up in turn one. Just a car length back is Sadler. Another car length to Ricky Rudd. Three more to Jamie McMurray. And then look in the rear view mirror. You'll find Kurt Busch beginning to close in. Yeah, the front four have got to make some hay. They can't afford to shuffle it up too much because Kurt Busch isn't coming from the fifth spot. Up front, here's Elliot Sattler in second. Changes lanes. Tries the run on the inside but falls back by two car lengths. That'll be some frustration back there for Casey Kane and probably Greg Biffle also along with Jeremy Mayfield. And they have been at the front of the field part of the afternoon. Now they're way back trying to play catch up here. Jeremy Mayfield's back in in the 10th position, trying to make his way back to the front as the laps wind down to just 34 to go. But the battle for the lead, far from being over as it heads to turn three. Joe Nemechek has it for now, but Elliott Sattler's got a whole lot of company on his back bumper in the form of Ricky Rudd. Again, Sattler up the track. Ricky Rudd using the inside lane. They're separated by a car leg. Those front three cars, Nemechek, Sattler, and Ricky Rudd, starting to pull away from fourth place, Jamie McMurray, who was leading not long ago. And now he's falling into the clutches of Kurt Busch. 
Bush is only about seven car lengths back. The battle, though, is heating up for second. Ricky Rudd is on the attack again. He puts a wheel to the inside of Elliott Sadler. A couple of fours racing for the second spot now. Ricky Rudd changes lanes off the corner and dives down to Elliott Sadler's inside. But Sadler's strong in the outside lane. Will swing around and keep the second spot for now. That's a good sight for Joe Nemechek, who leads to look back in that mirror and see second and third place going at it to see who can get up there to catch him. It allows him to open up a little daylight. Biggest breathing room he's had. Make it three car lengths. They go to two. Sadler once again running a little bit higher on the banking. That leaves the bottom side wide open for Ricky Rudd. Here comes Rudd with one more bid on the inside lane. Going to try it again. Halfway down the back stretch, they are wheel to wheel for second. Rudd down low, Sadler up high. Rudd gets a fender out in front at the entrance to the corner, but Sadler tries to charge back to the outside. Racing side by side for the second spot, a little bit further back. Greg Biffle's coming back to the front of the pack if he has enough time. He just got by Terry Labonte and picked up the sixth position. Up front, Ricky Rudd finally gets by Elliott Sadler, gets the second spot, but Dave, he's lost a lot of ground to Joe Nemechek. Yeah, Joe, the job at hand right now for Ricky Rudd is to try and reel in the U.S. Army Chevrolet. Nemechek by 10 car lengths, heading for three. All that battling Ricky Rudd and Elliott Sadler been doing has allowed Jamie McMurray and Kurt Busch to keep that battle for second within arm's reach. Here's Kurt Busch closing in on McMurray for fourth. Kurt Busch about two car lengths back of Jamie McMurray as they hit the start-finish line, work back into turn number one. There'll be 30 laps to go for the field. Joe Nemechek continues to lead. Winston Kelly, what's the fuel situation for most of these guys? Well, you know, we went down and talked to veteran Pete Wright, a member of the crew, and asked him, can you make it all the way? He looked at us, and he gave us a cross-fingered sign. It's going to be extremely close. They're crossing their fingers, hope they can make it, but they obviously can't conserve fuel with the U.S. Army team down here. Cautiously optimistic that they can make it all the way. Nobody out there conserving fuel right now, that's for sure. 237 laps down, 29 to go. There are 27 laps remaining here at the Kansas Speedway. It is still Joe Nemechek, Ricky Rudd, Elliott Sadler, Jamie McMurray, and Kurt Busch, the top five from the Kansas Speedway. This is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. We talked about another yellow flag. We have one for an incident off turn two. Casey Kane, Michael Walter racing in awfully close quarters on the back straightaway. Casey Kane losing control, spinning down to the inside right in front of Matt Kenseth. He did a couple of loops to the grass here on the back stretch. No one else collected, no contact with the wall, and Casey Kane has been able to drive away from the accident scene here on the back straightaway. Now, who do, who will we see on pit road as the pace car brings them off turn number four? A lot of... of uh, Fakes going on up there, Joe. Guys acting like they're going to pit, but not so, at least at the front of the field. But from Michael Walter on back, here comes Earnhardt Jr. and quite a few of the other cars. Mark Martin is in. Danielle? Well, you mentioned Michael Walter. He's now into his pit stall, as is Mark Martin. Jeremy Mayfield also making a stop. Four tires for him. Four tires for Michael Waltrip as well. Right side tires are on the Mark Martin machine. Now they're moving over to the left side. So four tires and fuel for Mark Martin, Michael Waltrip, and Jeremy Mayfield. Winston? Guys a little bit further back in the field, hoping the four-tire stop will propel them up to a better finish, including Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, Jeff Burton, and Brendan Gaunt. Also, we'll definitely see Casey Kane as he makes his way down pit road after doing that flying 360. He'll put on four tires, a quick chassis adjustment. He'll go back to the racetrack. Adam? Dale Earnhardt Jr. came down the midsection of pit road. Right side tires topped off the fuel tank, slight chassis adjustment. And Bobby Hamilton Jr., who's several laps or is a, a lap behind the leaders, came down pit road and they also made changes to that race car. So the guys up front stay up front. Joe Nemechek stays on the racetrack, as well as uh, Ricky Rudd, uh, Elliott Sadler, Jamie McMurray, and Kurt Busch. They'll hold their spots. Greg Biffle stayed out. He's uh, currently shown in sixth. 
with Terry Labonte and Jeff Gordon, the others who decided to stay on the racetrack when that caution flag came out. Next week, the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series and NASCAR Bush Series cars move off to the Lowe's Motor Speedway in Charlotte, North Carolina. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series will be at Texas Motor Speedway for the Silverado 350, and MRN Radio will be with them next Saturday at 1.45 Eastern Time. Martinsville Speedway in Virginia hosts the Nextel Cup Series. For the Subway 500 on October the 24th, we'll be there for Bud Pole qualifying. And the trucks run at Martinsville Speedway that weekend. And the Kroger 200, also the same weekend, Memphis Motorsports Park will host the NASCAR Bush Series in the Samstown 250. From there, we hit the West Coast, almost, Phoenix International Raceway for the Checker Auto Parts 500. That's the weekend of November the 7th. That same weekend, the Bush Series cars run there and the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series as well. That's a huge one, a big triple header weekend at Phoenix International Raceway the weekend of November the 7th. If you plan to join us at the track, you'll find great travel packages to many NASCAR events, including race tickets and hotel accommodations. Just call 1-800-PIT-SHOP. That's 1-800-748-7467. Or visit online at 1-800-PIT-SHOP.com. Going back onto the green flag here at Kansas Speedway with 22 laps to go in the banquet 400. Joe Nemechek leads the way. Pulls off from Ricky Rudd by two car links as Rudd pulls down to block a car and gets in trouble in turn one. He gets clipped by the Scott Riggs machine, takes it down onto the apron, saves the race car, but he'll lose four spots. Ricky Rudd drops it all the way back to fifth place. Come to the back straightaway now. Rudd trying to recoup that lost ground as there's a challenge now for the second spot. Actually, Elliot Sadler facing a challenge from the lap car of Rusty Wallace as Joe Nemechek is long gone. Yeah, Joe Nemechek is long gone. Here he comes off turn number four. Talk about a piece of driving a moment ago. Ricky Rudd did the, dri- did the deal of the day to keep that car from going right back up in the middle of the field. Now he's got to play catch up. He's still shown in third place as he goes back to turn one. And Rudd is on the attack. He has got that thing in the wind right now. Makes his way under Jamie McMurray. He's got some clear racetrack off, too. Behind Rudd, here's a challenge for fourth. McMurray up the racetrack, and Kurt Busch occupies the inside lane. Also, Greg Biffle, Terry Labonte there as well. Here's Busch down to the inside. He'll pick up the spot. McMurray still stuck in the outside lane. Jeff Gordon also back there trying to pick up some ground. He's up to the eighth position, trying to work his way closer to the front of the field. Joe Nemechek's lead is up to a second and a half already over Elliott Sadler. Joe's got a lot of breathing room right now. Sadler, a distant second, an equal Back to Ricky Ruddy in third. Then it's Kurt Busch and Greg Biffle. Both of those drivers, Bush and Biffle, have made the pass around Jamie McMurray. Now as McMurray looks back, he sees Terry Labonte, also the car of Jeff Gordon, the lap car of Jimmy Spencer, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. closing in. 19 laps to go. Joe Nemechek right now with a healthy lead of maybe 15 or 20 car lengths. It translates to well over a second. Elliott Sadler is second. Ricky Rudd is third. Fourth is Kurt Busch. Fifth is Greg Biffle. Jamie McMurray is sixth. Terry Labonte is seventh. Jeff Gordon's eighth. Earnhardt Jr. rides ninth, and Jeremy Mayfield is tenth. That's where all the scrambling is going on right now from about 10th place on back as they head over to turn three. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Barney on the move in the outside lane. He makes the move around Jeff Gordon on the back straightaway. And here's Jeremy Mayfield trying to do the same thing and pass Jeff Gordon in the outside. Meanwhile up front again, Joe Nemechek uh, continues to keep that big lead. Let's see, it's now 1.7 seconds. But we notice, Winston Kelly, there's a piece of paper or a tear-off that's on the grill of the U.S. Army Chevrolet. Is that causing them a problem yet? Well, they are a little bit concerned about it, but haven't said anything on the radio. No temperature adjustments or temperature has not gone up. So Joni Machek is just going to roll the dice on the tear-off that's on the front of the car and rolling the dice on the fuel. 
Ryan Newman brings his car out of the garage area. Will at least be able to go back on the racetrack and make a lap or two, and they're winding down in a hurry. 17 laps to go. Let's jump back again to that Oh, scramble. trouble in turn four. Robbie Gordon gets turned around right in front of Mark Martin, spins the car down to the inside of the racetrack in turn four. Caution is on the speedway at lap 250. And again, Robbie Gordon, let's take a look at his car. Got some damage to it. He brings out the yellow flag with a problem off turn number four. Let's go back to turn three. Problem broke loose for Robbie Gordon, spinning down to the inside right in front of Mark Martin. Tip of the cap to Mark to avoid that spinning race car. But Robbie spun down to the inside, looped it around. But he does have damage to the rear of his Chevrolet. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. The ninth caution flag of the day is being displayed to the field here at the Kansas Speedway. Again, for an incident involving Robbie Gordon when the car got away, coming off turn number four, spun it around, did a little damage to it, and he'll be heading down to pit road. 16 laps to go. Can we get, a, get it home under green, you think? I'll tell you what, beginning to wonder uh, if it'll ever end here. We keep uh, getting a green flag run going, and suddenly somebody spins out over the last uh, 20 laps or so. We've had a few of them. Uh, Ryan Newman, of course, getting in trouble back at lap 208. At 213, it was Jimmy Johnson's turn. Both those guys, by the way, are out of the garage, back on the racetrack, but a number of laps down. Casey Kane spun at 241, and now Robbie Gordon at lap 250 coming off turn number four. He was not running on the lead lap at that time. They're currently showing 22 cars that are on the lead lap within 15 laps of the finish here this afternoon. Joe Dimacek got to be kind of uh, upset, maybe in a way, but Winston, I guess, uh, and what I'm saying is he's upset because he had a big lead that got uh, erased there, but on the other side of the coin, this might help them running so close on fuel. Yeah, it was. It would. When we talked to him during that last uh, caution flag, they said any caution flag lap is going to help them. But just uh, looking at Ryan Pemberton, who's the crew chief on the machine, when the caution came out, he kind of threw his hands up in disgust. And, man, they did not want to give up that long lead. Rusty Wallace is easing down on the pit road as cleanup efforts continue here off turns three and four up there into the front straightaway right now where the uh, debris was probably dropped on the racetrack a moment ago when Robbie Gordon had a problem there. We're down to 15 laps to go. Joe Nemechek is the leader. Seeing Mark Martin back on pit road, let's cover his stop. Well, Mark Martin is in as also his Roush Racing teammate, Matt Kenseth. He's taking four tires and fuel. So is Mark Martin. Those are the two guys on this end of pit road. Winston, did anybody stop in front of you? Well, Rusty Wallace did come down pit road. Let's get a quick thought from Ryan Pemberton. Ryan, good news, bad news. The good news is it helps you out on fuel. The bad news is you had a huge lead. Yeah, it's, uh, that was a great restart. And then some, uh, they looked like a couple guys got crossed up behind us. And... Uh, Felt pretty good there for a few laps. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, hopefully we get another good restart here, keep him behind us. I know there's a couple cars that are about fourth, sixth, seventh place back that are pretty fast right now. Um, the car's been pretty consistent all day. Um, it hasn't been exactly like we want it, but Joe's doing a hell of a job. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. Maybe make it two in a row. Think you got enough on fuel? Think you got enough to make it on fuel? Man, I, I really believe so. But, uh, you know, they, they ran so fast there. Th- those 20 or 30 laps there that they ran. Uh, you know, the fuel mileage goes way down when you run fast laps like that. So, uh, you know, it, it, we're keeping our fingers crossed, but I think we got enough to make it. We talked to him before the race. He went two in a row on the Bud Pole. He hopes to go two in a row here at Kansas and make it a victory lane both Saturday and Sunday. He's got a couple of Fords riding right behind him, Elliot Sadler and Ricky Rudd. They're pitting next door to one another down there. Let's check in with Adam Alexander and see what they think their chances are. Well, I think both those guys feel like they're good on fuel, and one of the guys we should keep an eye on as well. It's been a great comeback day for Kurt Busch. Spun early, has battled back. Jimmy Finning, the crew chief. First off, are you guys good on fuel here? Yeah, we're, we're okay, real good on fuel. Uh, just have to see what happens at the end here. 
Restarting fourth, this caution flag evens the field a little bit. Do you have anything for those three in front of you? No, they're pretty tough. I'm just, uh, I hope we hang on to uh, top five here. You know, the eight car's coming. He got two tires, but we'll see what happens. And if they are able to hang on for a top five, it would be four for four as far as top five finishers are concerned for Kurt Busch in the chase for the Nextel Cup. And remember, he was involved in one of the cautions here this afternoon. He spun there on the back straightaway back at lap 152, but uh, didn't do any noticeable damage to the car, and apparently it's not hurting the car very much as he's currently running in fourth. Here's the way they're standing now as they get ready for the restart about a half lap from now. It's Joe Nemechek leading, Elliot Sadler is second, Ricky Rudd third, Kurt Busch fourth, and Greg Biffle fifth. Jamie McMurray restarts in sixth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is the best he's been all day. He's currently shown in seventh. Jeremy Mayfield, who led a lot of the first part of this race, is now in eighth. Terry Labonte is ninth, and Jeff Gordon is tenth. Brendan Gaughan having a good day here as a rookie driver. He's 11th. Dale Jarrett is 12th. Tony Stewart is 13th. Jeff Burton is 14th. And Michael Waltrip, 15th. Rest of the cars on the lead lap include Bobby Hamilton Jr., Bobby Labonte, Casey Kane shown in 18th, Carl Edwards in 19th, 20th is Matt Kenseth, and 21st is Brian Vickers. Also, Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace shown on the lead lap along with Robbie Gordon as we get ready to go back under the green flag with 13 laps to go. 13 laps to go. Coming down to the line, Joe Nemechek's going to have to really hustle in a hurry. He's been good on restarts. This time he's going to be good again. He'll try to get away from Elliott Sadler. Gets about a car length away from him as they go to turn two. But the key for Elliott Sadler and for Ricky Rudd, they have cleared the first car on the lap down line, the Shane Meal machine. Joe Nemechek, though, pulling away. He's got three car lengths to the back two. Not so fast for Ricky Rudd because here comes Shane Meal digging hard down to the inside lane. Rudd losing ground to the top two. Faces a brief challenge from Shane Meal who's trying to race him hard back to the corner. Joe Nemechek gets a good restart once again. Pulls away a long way from Ricky Rudd and a pretty good distance from Elliott Sadler, although Elliott is still there within four-tenths of a second. Let's follow the leaders back to turn two. About five car lengths, the advantage for Joe Nemechek. Elliott Sadler trying to reel him in. Ricky Rudd, a good gap back to the Greg Biffle's gotten around Kurt Busch. You look behind Busch, you'll find Jamie McMurray. Also, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeremy Mayfield. They race it real hard. Both those cars slotting up the racetrack in turn four. Well, there's a lot of cars right now losing a lot of ground to the front twosome as laps wind down to 11 to go. This is a horsepower racetrack, and Joe Nemechek proving right now he's got a ton of it as he takes him back to turn two. All he needs right now, Barney, to keep Elliott Sadler in the rear view mirror. The question is, does he have enough fuel? He'll work it low off turn number two. So far, so good for Joe Nemechek midway down the back straightaway. Separation between first and second. Put it at about six car lengths. That's the advantage Joe Nemechek has on Elliott Sadler. Greg Biffle sits along there in the fourth position, but he has the Shane Meal car blocking his path. Just behind him in the fifth spot, you got Kurt Busch and Jamie McMurray. Here comes Kurt Busch getting by the lap car of Jimmy Spencer. McMurray further back in the pack, and right on his bumper is Jeremy Mayfield. McMurray's got plenty of company. Mayfield right there, Dale Earnhardt Jr. right behind him. Then side-by-side, another notch back. Ford and Chevy wheel to wheel midway down the back straightaway. That's where Dale Jarrett has opened the inside lane. He and Gordon almost make contact. Give Jarrett the spot in turn three. And Greg Biffle doing everything he can to pick up as much ground on the front three as he can as he works off turn number four and back into the straightaway. Greg Biffle is going to be shown two and six-tenths seconds behind the leader. He's only got nine laps to make up that deficit. They're over in two. May not have enough time to catch the leader without another caution flag. Joe Nemechek hopes not. He's got the big lead. 
Mikey Rudd has made up some ground. He's closing in on Elliott Sadler. Three car lengths, Rudd has to make up to get there and take the second spot away from Sadler in turn four. Jamie McMurray, meanwhile, down to the inside of the track, trying to get by Dale Earnhardt Jr., and he will complete the pass. That is a change for the seventh position. At the front of the pack, though, Joe Nemechek's lead has grown to a full second over Elliott Sadler. Nemechek flexing some muscle, beginning to pull away, now leaving the battle for second. Elliott Sadler falling back into the clutches of Ricky Rudd. Further back, here's the challenge for the eighth position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in eighth. Dale Jarrett in ninth. Jarrett started to run down to the inside of Earnhardt off turn two. Has to get back in line off the end of the back straightaway. Now it flares out side by side in turn four. Ryan Newman comes out, makes a couple of laps, and now we'll go back on pit road, probably take it back into the garage area. Joe Nemechek may be on his way to victory. He's got seven more laps to stay at the front of the field and a big margin right now. Second place is where the action is. Ricky Rudd looking to the inside on Elliott Sadler. Puts a wheel down low. Makes the move for second place. Here's Ricky Rudd. He finally has caught Elliott Sadler. Now can he get around him? Yes. Can he pass him? Yes. He will make the pass in turn number three. Now Ricky Rudd moves to the second spot. Ricky Rudd gets the second spot but still is a full second behind Joe Nemechek. If he can chase him down, it's going to take six laps to do it. Might be fast. I don't know if he's that quick as well. They're back in turn one. Joe Nemechek now just keeping an eye on the rearview mirror, and there's nothing much there to see. He's got the lead as he runs off turn number two. Ricky Rudd has pulled away from Elliott Sadler. They run second and third. Ricky Rudd has set sail. He has left Elliott Sadler by three car lengths. He's got about 10 or 12 to make up to get out there and take the lead away from Joe Nemechek. A lot can happen. Six more laps, five more when they cross the line this time between Joe Nemechek, Ricky Rudd, and Elliott Sadler. But for the moment, Joe Nemechek looking awfully good. See what his advantage is. A moment ago, it was one and six-tenths seconds. It's just a pinch over a second right now. They're back in two. And a good battle going on a bit further back in the pack. Jeremy Mayfield has the inside lane. Kurt Busch has the outside lane. That's the battle for the number five spot. Give it to Mayfield. Bend around in front for Mayfield as they come to the back straightaway. Now here's Kurt Busch. Rallies back in the outside lane. They are side by side for position. This will be the fifth spot up for grabs in turn four. Mayfield trying to make up all the ground he can after a couple of bad weeks since a chase for the next Hill Cup began, and this is going to help him a lot here this afternoon. He'll grab the fifth position. Further back, Dale Earnhardt Jr. sweeps to the outside of Dale Jarrett. He'll get by and pick up the eighth spot. The field now working off turn two. Ricky Rudd is gaining ground on race leader Joe Nemechek. Five car lengths apart off the end of the back straightaway. Nemechek, one groove off the bottom. Rudd the same, but Rudd is close in the distance between himself and the leader. Yeah, Ricky's chopping down about two-tenths of a second every lap around, but every lap around is winding down to just three to go. But he's cut it down to maybe five car lengths this time on Joe Nemechek. He's still got time to get it done to go to two. This one is not over yet. The lead down to three car lengths. The lead down to two Carling. Here comes Ricky Rudd closing in off turn two. Ford and Chevy race for the lead here at Kansas. Joe Nemechek in the Chevy. Ricky Rudd in the Ford and Ricky Rudd is there. Two Carling separate the top two as they race through turn four. Here they come now off turn number four. Ricky Rudd draws in even more on the rear deck of Joe Nemechek. Two laps to go, and Rudd is there. The Ford is chasing down the Chevrolet back in turn one. Joe Nemechek hanging on to the lead by his fingernails now. Ricky Rudd right down on the white line. Here comes the bid for the lead. It's Ricky Rudd with a wheel to the inside off turn two. Here comes Ricky Rudd down to the inside lane, side by side for the lead. Ricky Rudd, Joe Nemechek door to door, and Nemechek charges in harder on the outside, but Rudd is still there in turn four. Joe ran in real hard, held on to the lead for a second, and then he 
he drifted up a little bit, and Ricky was able to get a fender underneath him. White flag, they've got one lap to go, and that would have been an absolute dead heat if it had been the final lap, but it's not. They're still racing for the lead down in turn one. Ricky Rudd clinging to the white line at the bottom. Joe Nemechek letting it ride on the outside for the final time off two. It's Nemechek by half a car length. Ricky Rudd's got to come out of the gas. He falls in line behind Nemechek off the end of the back straightaway. This is the dash for the checkered flag. Nemechek leads by three car lengths. Ricky Rudd loses ground to him in turn four. Chevrolet has won the previous three races here at Kansas Speedway. Looks like they're going to do it again as Joe Nemechek comes to the line. Rudd makes one final run to the inside. Can't quite pull up alongside. And Joe Nemechek goes to victory lane in the Banquet 400, picking up the victory, his first since May of last year in Richmond, Virginia. Let's go to his pit. And the celebration begins. The tears start flowing. Ryan Pemberton, Jay Fry, the entire U.S. Army team high-fiving celebrating out on pit road and Joe Nemechek going to victory lane for the fourth time in his career and we'll be going down to victory lane to hear from Joe Nemechek along with the other top finishers when we come back NASCAR today continues on MRN radio sponsored by Ford the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford tough a very popular win for Joe Nemechek here this afternoon. It's been 54 races since he has been in victory lane, and we'll go down there in just a few moments. Right now, let's see if we can catch up with some of the other top five finishers. Well, it would have been popular whether it would have been Joe Nemechek or Ricky Rudd. Ricky, take us through those last three laps. I thought you had him. Well, I did, too. You know, we had to come from a long way back, and uh, the restart before that, we got somebody wrecked us, hit us in the back end, and uh, turned us sideways, and I, I didn't think we could come back, and we were coming back, and all of a sudden, the caution came out. We got lined up good, and I got hung up with, uh, I don't know, the 23 car on the inside. I, the guys got me on the brake, and I made up a lot of ground. The car was very, very fast. Michael McSwain, everybody did a great job on this uh, on this motorcraft Ford today. But it just, um, man, this is like a win. I, I'd love to have won it. We gave it all we had. I wasn't going to take a cheap shot at Joe. I know he was hungry, too. And uh, it was just uh, a great day. I can't say enough. I just, man, I'm just excited having a good race car under me again. You got under him, and then you dropped back there at the end. What happened those la- that last lap? Well, I got under, I got under him, but I, I broke loose. I slipped, and... Uh, it was either if I didn't check up a little bit out of t- probably taking him and I both out. So I said, I'll just regroup, get another run at him, and uh, made another run at him coming to the finish line. I just just run out of laps. It was a popular win for Joe Nemechek, but definitely a popular second-place run for Ricky Rudd. Let's swing over to Adam Alexander. Third top five finish of the year for Greg Biffle. Very strong race car, and, Greg, you were coming there at the end. Tell us uh, what made the difference today. Uh, just track position was everything. You know, we got uh, – weren't getting the field mileage our teammates were, and we had to come down pit road, and – you know, the lap traffic was so tough to deal with today, and uh, my car got a little aerotight once I got back there, but it's, uh, it really hurts to give them away like this. Uh, you not very often got cars like this, and it's just the cards we were dealt. There's nothing we could do. It's a decision we had to make, and it's uh, unfortunate. The National Guard car, uh, really strong today, and the guys did a great job in the pits. Uh, just no mistakes on the racetrack today. Uh, just not enough time. Greg Biffle, three or four laps short of being a contender for the win. He does come home third, his third top five finish of 2004. And let's go back now to Winston Kelly. Well, let's see if we can get a quick thought from Jeremy Mayfield. He had one of the strongest cars all day long. Jeremy, you're strong probably the first half of the race, or one of the strongest, if not the strongest first half. car was still pretty good the last half. What happened there? Yeah, just the strategy deal. You know, we had to come in and uh, get fuel, and I think them guys gambled stay out a little bit, but they had a little bit different uh, fuel mileage than we had, but... Still, we had a great day. You know, this Everham Motorsports, uh, Hemi Dodge, I guess you'd say. Um, just ran good all day, and uh, my hat's off to the guys in the engine shop and back at the shop. They did a great job giving me great cars, and the pit stops were great today. And Kenny and them guys done a great job. Everything was good. Just come on fifth. Jeremy Mayfield, very happy with his fifth-place run. Adam? 
Well, Elliot Sadler has been more and more consistent throughout this season, and you guys were balanced this afternoon and very competitive there at the end. Take us through your run today, Elliot. Well, we wanted to be the highest finishing Wizard of Ox car here at, uh, at uh, Kansas, and uh, it was just a great, great day. Uh, Todd made a great call there at the end to stay out. And I burnt my right front up trying to take the lead, uh, really racing hard with the 42 and the 0-1, and I was too tight to race him by the end. I let the 21 go. I would have loved to have seen the Wood Brothers car go to victory lane if we couldn't, but uh, just didn't quite work out. So a fourth-place finish for us. I think we're moving in top five in points. All in all, a great, great day for us and uh, Robert Yates, and uh, we'll go to Charlotte. You guys have had some bad luck since the chase for the next Hell Cup started. Talk about the attitude of this team and the willingness to continue to compete week in and week out. Yeah, uh, we, we've had some bad luck last week at Talladega and also at Dover. Uh, we've had some problems and uh, kind of dug ourselves in a hole. But this race, is it's not over with. Uh, I know Kurt Busch and his guys are doing a great job, and, uh, and you stand out front, and we we got to – try to beat them every single week. We can't wait for them to have hard luck. we got to try to beat them every single week and, and put ourselves in that position like we did today, and uh, we'll keep trying to do that. Anything can happen in this sport. Elliot Sadler with a fourth-place finish here this afternoon. And quite a run for him along with everybody else down there in the top five. It was just the finish was great. Can't, can't, yesterday, kind of the bush race was similar to, to that here this afternoon. Yeah, it really was. And, of course, Joe Nemechek picking up the win here yesterday. That was a big one for him as well. And uh, I think as we were hearing from downstairs there, as uh, Winston mentioned, you know, it's like you kind of wanted to see Ricky Rudd win because he hadn't won in a long time. Kind of pulling for Joe Nemechek as well. It was great to see uh, both those guys finish as well as they did here this afternoon. Let's see if we can get a word with Kurt Busch real quick. Standing here with him, and if we'd have told you at halfway, you'd be still leading the points and finishing six. What would you have said? <laughs> You've got to make your mistakes early, I guess. It's, I uh, made a mistake, and I'm disgusted with myself. And I did that same thing at Michigan and California. What did happen there? Just spun off a of turn two with a guy right on my tail, and I just got too aggressive with the throttle too early into a run. So with this finish, we'll take it. Nice, consistent day for us. Everybody in the top ten was, was on, was off, but definitely hats off to the 0-1 guys. They were the heat. When I see the U.S. Army team win, it makes me think of Bush. So vote for Bush. All right, tell us about what you guys did to come back. We just made we made the right decision to come in and tighten the car up, obviously, because uh, driver was just trying to drive too loose of a race car. And at the end, we had fuel strategy that helped us get back up to the front, and we can make it the distance. And he's still the next tail point, next tail cut points leader. Kurt Busch finishes six this afternoon. Now let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane. Well, it's a very popular Gatorade Victory Lane, Barney. Who needs who needs Toto when you got an army of one? Joe Nemechek, congratulations on your win. Getting a hug from Ryan Ryan Pemberton, his crew chief. Any concerns about fuel those last few laps? Well, Ryan had me saving gas the whole time, and I was I was doing my best to save gas, and I thought I had a real big lead, and I just started backing up trying to save gas. We were running really fast lap times, and uh, uh, next thing I know, here's a white hood and a red car in my mirror, and I'm like, where in the world did he come from? And so I had to get back after it. Uh, Ricky came up and gave me a heck of a challenge there at the end. Incredible. Roman Pemberton, my spotter, awesome job, awesome job, man. That's just... Uh, just an incredible day. I don't know what to say. What about the sweep here at Kansas? Man, I, I would have never figured this coming in, but like I told Ryan, I told Jay Fry, every one of these guys, I give it everything I got, every lap I'm in this car, and uh, I do everything I can all the time, and uh, it's just great to be back in victory lane, and uh, to have the sweep at Kansas, incredible. How does it feel? This team was formed in 1996. That was the first season. You're the first guy to bring it home a victory. How does that feel? It feels really special. You know, I, I just got to say thank you to all the all the Army and uh, all the, the folks serving uh, uh, in the military. 
Man, it is so cool to drive this Army car. You know, we, we've had two poles. We've had some great runs. But to now to get it in victory lane, it just means a lot. I know a lot of soldiers overseas stay up and, and keep up with the races. This is incredible for me. I'm trying to do the best I can to represent the Army. Uh, President Bush, this one's for you, buddy. Uh, we're, we're just trying to do a good job. Winless no more in 2004. That's Joe Nemechek bringing home the victory in the Banquet 400. Our congratulations to Joe Nemechek as the celebration continues down in Gatorade Victory Lane. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of the Kansas Speedway. Now time for Barney and me to select the winner of the Revestus Break of the Race Award. We'll award $500 to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Revestus Breaks in the name of the driver who received the best break in today's event. What do you think? Well, watching Ricky Rudd save that car down there with a couple of three or four laps to go, and I thought he was going to go right back up in the middle of the field when he got tagged down there and saved the car and comes home in second place. It was a big break not to end up wrecking that car. That was a great job of driving down there because just about anybody else would have probably put it up in the wall or in the middle of the field and taken out a bunch of other cars. So, Raybestos Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR, awards $500 in the name of Ricky Rudd to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. Joe Nemechek gets the win here at the Kansas Speedway this afternoon, taking the Banquet Foods 400, again, his first victory since May of last year in Richmond, Virginia. Joe wins over Ricky Rudd. Greg Biffle finishes in third. Elliot Sadler fourth. And Jeremy Mayfield finished in fifth. Kurt Busch survived a spin about mid-race to come back and finish in the sixth spot. That keeps him with a championship points lead, with Jamie McMurray coming in seventh. Dale Jarrett was eighth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. ninth. And rookie Brendan Gaughan, second week in a row with a top-ten finish. He finishes in the tenth spot here today. Michael Waltrip is 11th. Casey Kane is 12th. Jeff Gordon, 13th. Tony Stewart, 14th. Jeff Burton, 15th. Bobby Labonte, 16th. Matt Kenseth is 17th. Rusty Wallace, 18th. Brian Vickers, 19th. And 20th to Mark Martin. Terry Labonte finished in 21st today. Carl Edwards was 22nd. Bobby Hamilton Jr., 23rd. Shane Meal, 24th. And Jimmy Spencer finished in 25th. Scott Riggs was 26th. Ken Schrader, 27th. Robbie Gordon, 28th. Jeff Green, 29th. And Ward Burton finished in 30th. 31st to Casey Mears, who led early on this afternoon. Jimmy Johnson, one of the championship contenders, finishes in 32nd. Ryan Newman, another one of the contenders for the title. He finishes in 33rd. Sterling Marlin, 34th. Kevin Harvick, 35th. Scott Wimmer, 36th. Kyle Busch came in in 37th. Kyle Petty, 38th. Todd Bodine was 39th. Hermie Sadler, 40th. Stanton Barrett, 41st. Larry Gunzelman, 42nd. And Kirk Shelmerdine finished today in the 43rd position. Today's race saw 24 lead changes among 12 different drivers. The caution flag waved nine times here today. Now let's check out the championship point standings as we head off to round five in the chase for the Nextel Cup next week at the Lowe's Motor Speedway in Charlotte. It is Kurt Busch still leading now by 29 points over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jeff Gordon is now in third. He's 79 points out of the lead. Elliott Sadler picked up four spots today. He's now in fourth, 143 points out of the top position. Mark Martin lost a spot. He's now fifth. Tony Stewart is still sixth. Matt Kenseth lost two spots. He's seventh. Ryan Newman loses a spot. He's eighth. Jimmy Johnson is ninth. And tenth is Jeremy Mayfield. Coming in today, it was 267 points from first back to tenth. And now it's 257 points from first back to tenth. And on both ends, the names are the same. Kurt Busch leads. Jeremy Mayfield is in the 10th position. So that's how things shake down here at the Kansas Speedway. Joe Nemechek does the sweep, winning the Mr. Good Sense 300 Bush Series race here on Saturday and taking the Banquet Foods 400 Nextel Cup Series race here this Sunday afternoon. The voices you heard in our Motor Racing Network broadcast throughout the weekend 
was David uh, uh, Mike Bagley and Dave Moody out in turns one and two on the pit road. Winston Kelly, Adam Alexander, and Danielle Fry. Our broadcast engineer on the MRN, Todd Costello and Anthony Bowers. Our satellite engineer is Mike Weaver. Our production assistant, Steve Blevins, David Brandt, Kate Pinchbeck, and Tommy Kilman. Be sure to tune in for NASCAR Today weekdays here on the Motor Racing Network. We'll keep you posted on what's going on in the world of NASCAR. Also, NASCAR Live on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern with Eli Gold and the World of Racing with commentary from NASCAR drivers on the issues of the day. Again, next weekend, the Cup teams and Bush Series teams are at the Lowe's Motor Speedway in Charlotte. We'll be with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series at the Texas Motor Speedway for the Silverado 350 next Saturday afternoon. And from there, on to the final short track race of the year at Martinsville Speedway in Virginia for the Subway 500 and the trucks at Martinsville in the Kroger 200. That's the weekend of October 24th. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate Joe Nemechek and the U.S. Army. They've won today here at Kansas Speedway. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.